I got you a new dog for the boys. I just bought him. You did? Sorry I let you down, Chaz. All of you. Uh, I've been trying to make it up to you. What's his name? Sparkplug. Thank you. You're welcome. I've had a rough year, Dad. I know you have, Chazzy. Produce alone was worth the trip, Gut Buckets. <laughs> this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's K-Pax. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Storming through the podcast like my name was El Nino, Gut Buckets. It's Bob. <laughs> uh, and this is episode 234. This is Year in Review 2001. Yeah. Man, uh, kind of a... Kind of a, you know, obviously a historical year, uh, sure in United States history, really globally, but um, I think also an interesting year. I was mentioning at the end of last episode, I didn't really recall like the cultural touchstones of two thousand one because I mm. think nine eleven is like so overbearing in my memory. Yeah. But um, I think a pretty good year, not not the best, but a pretty good one, better than two thousand. What do you what say you? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, it it also feels like a real, like I mean, we talked about two thousand, I guess, being a transition, but this really feel it feels like a big transition all across the board happens somewhere during this year. Um, yeah, we're just sort of like everything changes in a way. Yeah, we're past we're past the Y two K stuff. We're past the like in America. We're past the crazy election. Yeah. It's kind of this weird settling moment up until September. It, it felt like maybe we we're gonna hit a groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, what What about you, Bob? When When you besides September 11th, uh, what What do you think uh, about the year 2001? Did it Did it all come rushing back? Yeah. I mean, it has. Um... I'm like one of very few people that I know, um, not like a crazy Uncle Rico type, but like I look fond, look back fondly on my four years of high school. Mm-hmm. And this was very early on. It split my freshman and sophomore years of high school and mm-hmm. all kinds of things kind of, you know, came back to me. A lot of memories jogged through a lot of memories of things like movies and music and stuff like that. So um, and I agree with, I think it was Andrew that you just said, like, the, or I forget whoever said it, but like moving away from the transitionary period of 2000 into 2001, there's definitely like a leap there. Yeah. Um, and like 2001 was the start of something different. You know, it's kind of like what you'd feel when you're like 15, 16 years old. So, you know, like we, well, I like, Pete and Pete, Clarissa explains it all. Like they're like, I don't know how old Clarissa is supposed to be, but at least older Pete, <laughs> big Pete is like that age, it seems like. And it was kind of like now we were living 
what he was dealing with in that show. So yeah, yeah, special year. <laughs> that, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. I, I had never even like perceived it that way. That we are we during this year we're now the age of like the kids we were watching on TV. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's certain it certainly feels like a very formative year. Um, like a lot, you know, I think it's a uh, pretty common, a common belief that like the things you like in high school, you kind of, not that you always like listen, I don't listen to all this stuff necessarily, but like it holds a much stronger place in my heart than some of the stuff that was like, um, like I was actually discovering this stuff in real time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some of the stuff we talk about in like the nineties year in reviews, I've come to like and understand and it's become my favorite, but in the nineties, I wasn't actually, you know, I wasn't picking up Nirvana when I was necessarily like seven or whatever, but, uh, this stuff, I would say I immediately accessed and it's held its place, which makes it a little different. I agree. And the word you said, the word I was trying to come up with, uh, formative, it was very formative. Um, very important in that regard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, so, so they set the context, right? The election's over. George W. Bush has won the election in America to become the president over Al Gore. Uh, gas prices in America are a dollar 46. Um, you know, the, uh, every, everything's kind of looking on the up. Uh, there, it's a heck of a year for movies. Um, yes, it's, you know, there's some good, there's some good music. Uh, there is kind of this sense of a new century. Um, yeah. Albums is, is why I wanted to do 2001. Ah, wow. So, all right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very curious. Um, cause actually I, Bob, I don't know much about, like I, I don't know much about your musical taste, and that's why this kind of this new century is exciting. Doing these year in reviews because we're having um, some people that you know we're not we don't know in real life, and so uh, I think the picks we'll be getting will be you know different than what yeah, we're used yeah. to. Um, I, I know well, I, 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 I my guess would be laundry service Shakira, but we'll we'll find out. You guess what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> laundry service Shakira. Oh, maybe. Hey, look, hey. I'm, not giving, I'm not giving anything away. Okay, <laughs> sure. All right, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. Um, Andrew, what are our categories? Uh, we'll be talking movies, TV shows, albums, songs, video games, books, events. Yeah. Yep. And I, of course, I'll have our sports recap for our mm. diehards. Don't you worry. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, as our guest, Bob, you can pick our first category. Um, where would you like to start? Well, I, I want to save most of the good stuff for last. And I know that this isn't necessarily my least favorite category, but I mm-hmm. think it's most people's. So let's just start with book. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. sure. Um, well, I uh, have a pretty good one. Um, it's called God's Debris. And it's by Scott Adams, who is the Dilbert guy, you might know. Oh, wow. <laughs> um <laughs> It's this weird, like, uh, kind of, uh, like, philosophy book, um, but it's kind of like the first, um, not like direct philosophy, like, it's like a story, but kind of presenting these different philosophical, like, 
ideas or possibilities or whatever. Um, but I read this, I believe the year, this year that it came out, um, somehow got into my hands and, uh, it, it was maybe like the first thing that I read or was like directly exposed to that, like really pushed me to think outside the box, I guess. Hmm. Um, just like really interesting ideas in here and just, especially for that age, like really like blew my mind. Um, I remember doing a, uh, we had a report, some kind of report in school where we could like pick our own book that came out that year, I guess. And um, I did this and I just got, got the impression that the teacher was like, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, um but anyway, this this is like one of just those first things that like really just like blew my mind open was like uh, just fascinated me, I guess, all around. Yeah, I just pulled it up and it, it says, explore the mysteries and magic of the cosmos with the acclaimed creator of Dilbert. <laughs> like hook, line and sinker. I'm in, baby. Like that, that sounds that sounds amazing. Um, very bizarre, very interesting story and like interesting overarching concept for what's going on and kind of like an explanation for reality. I mean, accept it or leave it, you know, but yeah, no, I love it. That's uh, I love a good philosophical book. Uh, I love the universe. We're seeing it deeper than ever. Have you seen these James oh. Webb uh, photographs? Oh my. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I mean, not to be a downer, but we're just so freaking insignificant. <laughs> like I, I, I'm both, I'm both in awe of the photos and at the same time being like, nothing we're doing here. Matters. Like, what is, what is everybody getting so worked up about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's freeing. I feel like in a sense, it's like, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> this is so small that all the, all the little stuff that maybe gets to you. It's like, right. It's right. so nothing. It's crazy. Correct. Correct. It's interesting you brought that up because in the research for doing this podcast, I went down a rabbit hole and I was looking at reading stuff about like the, I guess it's the nearest planet to us that they think we could inhabit. Mm -hmm. Like not Mars, but like this thing that's yeah. way something way out there. And I was just looking at it and comparing its sun to our sun. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. it's, I think it said 1200 light years away. And that's like 40 million it would take you 40 million years to get there. It's just like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Bob. Elon Musk is on it. <laughs> we'll be there in no time. He's got to get the, he's got to get the rockets off the ground though. They can't explode. <laughs> get that self-drive system working. Yeah. We're fine. Um, no, God. All right. God's debris, a thought experiment. Yeah. That sounds very cool, and uh, I that might be one I actually check out. So cool. cool. Yeah. Well, as usual, um, I feel silly for my pick compared to uh, the one that came before mine. Uh. But um, my pick was it's called A Darkness More Than Night, and it's by Michael Connolly. Um, it's a detective novel. It's I don't know the show Bosch on Amazon Prime. That's is based on all the Bosch novels that, that Michael Connelly wrote. Oh. Um, it's about a Hollywood director who murders women and Bosch finds out and figures it out. And the, the director's like real cocky and thinks he can get away with everything because he basically staged the murder scene. 
and he knows how to do that kind of stuff to make it look a certain way. Um, but of course, he uh, he doesn't get away with it. Although I shouldn't say that because that's one of the things I do like about the Bosch series is that um, he doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. Like he he proves to us, you know, he proves to the reader that the person he thinks did it did it, but it doesn't always work out. You know, the justice system isn't perfect, and sometimes they get away and they end up popping up in later books. So it's mm-hmm. it's really well done, really well written. Um, Cool. I really like Michael Connolly used to write for the LA times and he used to follow, he used to do like the police beat. So he would write about, you know, every homicide, whatever would go on in Los Angeles. So he has like the, um, all of the details behind how a case works, like how you work a case, how police, you know, go about, collecting evidence and interviewing mm-hmm. people. So he does that really well. He details that really well and all of his books are really good. So that's my pick. Cool. Yeah. Um, I can get behind a detective novel. Like oh yeah. Sure. Fantastic. And there is just one other thing, like <laughs> it's funny because when I was 15, like when this came out, I would see books like this and like John Grisham and Tom Clancy and Janet Ivanovich or whoever, like you would see those books like in Barnes and Noble or whatever. And in my head, like, I was like, those are old people books, man. <laughs> and now like <laughs> we're talking about it. It's like, this is my favorite book of the year. It's just very <laughs> kind yeah, of demeaning. Yeah. It kind of feel kind of bad for myself being old, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds intriguing and and realistic. It's there's a lot of like uh, you know directors out there who uh, you know seem like weird up to oh, bad yeah, yeah, things. Sure. Whether you know Polanski <laughs> yeah. or Brian Singer, yeah, uh, cool, cool. Uh, well, my pick is a book. It's a well, obviously it's a book. I hope uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a book called John Adams by David David McCullough. Um, it is a very large book. It is a autobiography, excuse me, it's a biography of the second president, first vice president, uh, John Adams, uh, helped write the declaration, all that good stuff. Um, I love me some history. Uh, I think maybe I've mentioned before that like, uh, when I was, I think maybe 20, I just, I decided to do this weird thing where I wanted to read a biography on every president. Um, and so not weird. Okay. All right. (laughs) It is, it is, uh, it is my, it's an easy way to learn American history is like through the presidents. Like it Mm. gives you kind of a good landscape, uh, through the person. Um, but this book in particular is very good and it's probably most notable in the fact that it's the book that the HBO series, John Adams with Paul Giamatti was based off of, Uh um, which is a fantastic, uh, mini series. Um, so, uh, yeah, John Adams, David McCullough. McCullough's like, you know, the foremost American early American historian in the country, besides maybe like Doris Kearns Goodwin. And um everything he does is pretty cool. I just read uh or you know, a year or two back, I read his book, The Wright Brothers, uh, which was also very good. Um anyway, John nice. Adams McCullough for my history nuts. As I was researching this, I saw that and I said, if there were odds. <laughs> I would put down some dough if that's Joey's pick. I also read seven. He did seventeen seventy six. 
Yes, he wrote 1776. Yeah, I read that and it was that was really good too. So yeah, yeah he's pick. yeah he he has like a real uh, ability to simplify you know complicated topics. Um, so yeah, uh, close calls. Uh, yeah, mine is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Um, just read this like within the last few years, I guess. Um, and uh, just a really for me um like fun adventure book kind of um i mean maybe that's not how it's like sold but that's kind of how it comes across for me um and and i didn't i don't really know that much about like norse gods which is kind of a lot of what's happening in there um but still uh really um engaging and just nice and long which uh i gives you a chance to like really him a chance to really like create the world and the characters and um so yeah just uh also um a uh i think it was showtime has a show or stars maybe um there's an american gods show that's also very good i recommend um but uh yeah very good book yeah, this was uh, also the pick of Clayton and Brett Wilson. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Close call, Bob? Um, I have a couple. Um, and it's interesting. Um, Mystic River. Mm. Uh, never read it, but saw the movie, which I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah. I have a copy of it. And after seeing the movie, I don't think I want to read the book because it's like <laughs> kind of depressing. Um Another one, though, that I've read pieces of, not the whole book, is Fooled by Randomness by Nassim Nicholas Tlaib. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Um, oh, Dennis Lehane, I believe, wrote Mystic River, by the way. I think. I hope I'm right about that. But the definitive close call for me is Fast Food Nation by Eric mm. Schlosser. Um, I know I've read it. But I don't rem- I don't really remember it, and that's why it became a close call. Um, but yeah, just shedding light on you know what actually is something that's pretty disgusting was really eye opening and interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I I don't have a close call, which is not unheard of for books. Um, but I, I you know a bunch of people submitted, so uh, some of the stuff people liked. Uh, we have Shay with the Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk. Uh, Quincy liked the world almanac uh, from 2001. Mm-hmm. Safe pick. Uh, Life, Life of Pi was selected by Jordan uh, and Logan. Um, Choke by Chuck. Uh, how do you say it? Poloniak? I think it's like Palinchuk. I just on a, I just say Falunk, Chuck Falunk. I know that's <laughs> not right, but that's what I, that's what I did when I was younger, and that's what just kind of stuck. Okay, well, well, Mike Mike picked Choke. Um, Tim picked From the Dust Returned by Ray Bradbury. Oh. Uh, James says he's uh, a book called um, Three by Ann Quinn. He says it's cheating, but it came because it came out in the '60s. But his copy is from 2001. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Clo- uh, any Fergusons? Um, uh, I have a Ferguson. It's not a book, but I just wanted to mention this was the year that Douglas Adams died. Um, the oh, writer of the Hitchhiker's sure. Guide to the Galaxy. 
Yeah, it's a uh, bummer. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I should preface this whole chat by saying that in 2001, I kind of had like a very a reputation as being very cynical and very <laughs> much thumbs down to a lot of stuff. Um, and I think as we go through this, I think a lot of that was, was justified. But, you know, I'm sorry to whoever I might upset with these, but um, Fantastic Beasts is one, one Ferguson. Mm. Um, that's a Harry Potter thing, if I recall. Yeah. Um, I just don't like Harry Potter, and I just have a platform now to tell as many people as possible <laughs> how I feel about it. Um, I never read Life of Pi, but I remember hearing about it constantly. Um, when the book came out, a librarian at my school really was into it. it kind of obnoxious. And I remember there was a movie, I believe, and I was so tired of seeing the trailer. Um, and it was like, I'm on a piece of driftwood with a tiger. Don't I look intriguing? And I was just like, no, man, you don't. So Life of Pi, that's number Ferguson number two. <laughs> but the definitive Ferguson is, it's called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Hmm. Um, it's like a business book. Um, my first ever job was at a bank and in our training, like the CFO and the CEO came in and talked to our training class. Uh, and somebody asked like, Hey, Mr. CEO, what, what books do you read? And the CEO mentioned good to great. And it was like, I, if there were 30 people in that room, I would say 29 of them had never heard of that book until the CEO said that was his favorite book or whatever. And like for the next two weeks, it would like pop up in conversations like everybody had heard of it and everyone went out and bought it and like, oh, I'm, what a book. I mean, can you believe the things that are being said in this book? And it was just like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. You didn't even know what it was. Just so lame. And so <laughs> I've never read a page, but I hate good to great. Uh, nice. <laughs> When I start, if I start reading something and it's clear that I'm not going to be into it, I don't finish it. So there aren't a whole lot of books that I don't really like. Yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I do not have a Ferguson. Um, I didn't have a close call. I, I think I read one book from this year. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Andrew, where should we go next? Oh, um, why don't we do? Oh gosh. How about album? Sure. Why not? I feel like there's a lot to talk about here. You know, it's just. Yeah. yeah so I, buckle, I, buckle up. I got yeah, a lot yeah. of notes. On this one. <laughs> I have, I have my list of albums that, you know. Sure. Oh, I yeah. don't think anybody will <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, mine, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure I've talked about it before on here. Is this it? The Strokes. Just good grief. When this album, like, this is one of those things that I definitely have a, like, there's everything before this, 
and then there was this and everything after. Um, it just like affected me in such a strong way. Um, and I remember, um, man, I just remember when this album came out, like listening to it over and over and over. Um, it just like this for me kind of marked the transition, I guess, from like primarily pop punk. Um, it was what I was listening to, to like just uh, opening up my world a little bit to like, you know, other sounds. Um, but I, re I remember hearing this album for the first time and it being like one of those things that's like, what is this? Like, I couldn't even quite wrap my head around that this was happening. Um, anyway, great album. Love every song. Just so good. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a like, front to back. Like, yeah. th there is no song you need to skip. Um, and I think, yeah, I think for our group of friends in particular, this was just, like, a big album. Uh, yeah. I... You know, for the for the Strokes, my first introduction, someone gave me like a bobby pin. Or is that what they're called? Mm. Like a, like a, one of those little pins. Yeah, like, yeah, like you'd like put on your backpack. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, and it just said the Strokes, and it looked cool. Like their logo looked, you know, sleek. Yeah. But I didn't know who they were. And the first time I really remember hearing them, we were driving around in our friend, I think Andy's car. Yeah, and uh, I remember Andy putting it on and just like immediately be like, "Who is this? Like, is this <laughs> like I, I I that feeling of is this new? Like, this can't yeah, be new. yeah yeah uh, yeah it's, it's it's too good to be new. Um, it and, it uh, has that sound of like of old and new at the same time somehow. Right? Like, yeah. What they they perfected it. You know what I mean? Like they really had. Uh, on their first try perfected that sound yeah um so yeah is this is that your favorite strokes album um yes yeah would uh, you say it's a top five album for you like ever uh yeah almost certainly okay <laughs> yeah i mean i i suspected this was your pick but uh you know you never know um, yeah, yeah sure yeah. cool world changing. Uh, bob are you a strokes fan you know, I I had something, another digression here. I had something like planned for like a joke. Was it Lyndon that said that you guys always pick music that he's never heard of? Mm. Yeah. So I, I this kind of like blows up my spot because I don't want to ruin this, the flow of this conversation. <laughs> so I had like a bunch of fake music I was going to pretend was my, my favorite <laughs> album. Um, but I can't because um, Is This It is also my favorite album. I echo everything you just said. Um, it's incredible. Um, I didn't get into them until years later. I was in I was in college when I got into them. It was like 2007. But I studied abroad for a semester in London, and I was super homesick. And I don't know. So maybe I shouldn't say this, but in college we had like, you know, you could 
speeds of the internet were really fast, and mm, yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, but there was this this guy that I knew who went to Georgia Tech. He had like this, like every album ever, uh, and you could use the get file function on AIM, and I would just go into his get file and just copy over. Don't even didn't even know what it was, but I would just copy over as many albums as I could and download them. And when I was in London, I was like, oh, what's this? Stroke. Like I'd never even heard of them. I was like, what is this? And I put it on and man, I was homesick and I would just, I would take to just kind of like walking around at night, like by myself. Cause I was like, you know, I was, I missed home. I was lonely and I played the hell out of that album. And man, it's just so fantastic. There isn't a single bad song. I don't know anything about music terminology. So maybe Joey, Andrew, you can help me out here. I don't know what it is, but like, how Julian Casablanca's voice to me like sounds like the guitars like they have that weird distortion uh maybe it's not even a real thing maybe I'm making that up in my head but no. I just know that I really like that a lot and it's just fantastic I love it yeah. no it's definitely it's definitely a stylistic choice he's making uh they're definitely you know putting some kind of distortion on his vocal and that's become somewhat of a signature. And I feel like really they they like launched a trend because in the 90s, it just wasn't people doing that to the vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it adds a vintage sound, but also, you know, like like we were saying, still sounded new and cool. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and that's the other thing you said that like you said, like, is this this can't be new. And I thought that I thought they were british and i thought they were old <laughs> this so. sounds, this sounds good it must be old and british right. <laughs> yeah like you but it was it was just unlike anything i had ever heard and yeah, i just man. have been totally invested ever since i'm actually going to see them next month in wow. Chicago. Oh, very, oh, very cool. cool andrew have you get, gotten to catch them no i haven't one oh, of boy. the one of those few bands that uh i have felt like if I ever get the direct chance, like I'll definitely go. But yeah, they've definitely eluded me. In fact, Andrew, did you, maybe you went to this show. They were supposed to do a co uh, headlining tour with Weezer. Yeah. You know what? It was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I remember when that was happening and I was like, I I was like planning to go on a family vacation Mm. and I was like, should I just, stay home for this and i almost did and then i said you know what forget it and then they canceled so i was like oh thank god yeah Yeah. it was such a letdown it was supposed to be the strokes and weezer which would have probably been one of the best concerts i've ever seen and ended up being sparta and weezer i Mm -hmm. think freaking sparta i can't (laughs) stand that thing uh anyway um <laughs> well uh is this it is not my pick um no. however rich richie and colin uh also picked it um nice. just for just for uh a transparency here i ranked my favorite albums of course and it came in third um oh, too low <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah probably pro- probably i mean you guys are gonna like probably puke in your mouth <laughs> when you hear my close call but um my favorite album and andrew you and i talked about this band for probably an hour last week mm. uh we were mm. just hanging out we put them on uh i think they are i'm building this up so people may, might check them out <laughs> i think they are uh a 
um, just criminally, criminally underrated band. They they should have been famous. Um, and I think what Andrew and I, you and I talked about is that maybe they missed their window by like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that like in the 90s, they would have been huge. But unfortunately, they started really turning it out around 2000. Um, and this is going to sound like one of those made up bands that um, Bob was just alluding to. <laughs> but uh, they are called Beulah. B-E-U-L-A-H. Beulah. And the album is called The Coast is Never Clear. getting ready to clown on you but i like them oh cool oh, fantastic yeah i it's definitely a band that i suspect like 70 percent of the people listening are you know scratching their heads maybe um but they yeah. it, they really are you know andrew i think you almost alluded to like they have this like beatles or at least like mega pop sensibility that every song is so finely crafted that it's like, how is this song not famous? How is this song not famous? Yes. Um, good, good. Uh, they just, they also have such a, like a weird, uh, like the, the way the music sounds coupled with the lyrics is often very like opposed to each other or something, which like gives it an, extra strange feeling but um uh, agreed this band is like i (laughs) one of the top most underrated bands ever it's got to be like i go on youtube and these videos have like less than 2,000 views i'm like uh what's (laughs) happening in the world what is yeah i mean i think i told you the only reason i found them was because of the canadian music station much music Uh, which notoriously played the best music um (laughs) and Yeah, they, they just, they're a band that didn't, they just, it feels like they never found their audience. Um, if you look this album up, again, the coast is never clear. Do not be dissuaded by the album, which looks like really bad Hawaiian <laughs> clip art. Um, it is a fantastic album. It was like, I'd say one of the most consistently played albums when I was in college. I would just throw the record on. You could really, it's like perfect. You can zone in or you can make it background music. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, just, just can't say that. Yeah, very good album. I can't remember how I ran into them either. I just like remember buying one of their albums, seemingly randomly at mm. Best Buy, and like it turned out to be the best decision ever. <laughs> but um, I uh, yeah, the, this wasn't uh, my top album because right. I think another one of theirs is holds the place for my top. Beulah album at least so I, I you know it might come up again in later years sure we... yeah we're we're two years away from their next release so maybe maybe when we get there <laughs> i can i ask you is the song popular mechanics for lovers on that album it is, is. The, the one yeah. that's coming out in two years yes oh no no no. i'm sorry popular mechanics is on the one that came out in 2001 oh okay yeah, because the... i know how i first heard about them a mm. um, little bit of a spoiler alert for my well, I don't know if it would come out 
when this came out or whatever, but I know that this song it's from the OC. Yeah. Oh. And that's okay. how I got into them and then just random Spotify spitting out Beulah tracks on my, <laughs> on my, list, on my yeah. lists or whatever. Thank God um, thank God for the OC. And I do not say that with any sarcasm. I Joey, I'm, I'm looking over at my dresser and I have all four box sets season one through four of the OC. Whoa. Yes, sir. What a great show. My man Bob knows how to party. That's right. Eula also, just a side note, is um, Jackie's middle name in that 70s show. Ah. Oh. Nice. Fun fact. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, close call album. Yeah, my clo- my official close call is yeah. they might be giants. Mink car. Wow, um, wasn't even yeah. on my radar. Oh boy, uh, this is <laughs> this is one I can, I can remember getting this, and even at first, like first listen, I was like not sure, and then every additional listen, I'm like, man, this keeps getting better, and I just like ended up listening to it on and off for the next, you know, uh, until this day. Um, and, uh, and I suspected that it had gotten kind of a lukewarm reception. So I l- went and looked back at the reviews a little bit, and it did indeed seem to, like, hit people just kind of, like... For some reason, the the consensus was, like, this is, like, a middling... They might be giants. But uh, I love this one so much. I've listened to it so, so much. Um, there's, like, oh, there's maybe a couple songs that I'm, like, this isn't the absolute best but so many great songs on this one um i i just think it's this is a very underrated album um well listen i mean we we got to meet our quota of uh they might be giants on a year in review yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say this is going into a queue for me to listen to because i don't think i've ever heard this one oh yes yeah it it did seem like it was kind of panned it's not It's not my personal favorite. I mean, obviously, there's so many to pick from. It's not one that I find myself returning to, but with your suggestion, I will also um, mark yeah. it for a re-listening. I think it's just like one of those things where it it did sound different from what had come before. So mm. it was like it may have been a little bit jarring to hear it, but yeah, I I think it's great. Cool, um, Bob. Do you have uh, your close call? I sure do. It is kind of obscure. It's called Finkelstein Steamboat by a band mm. called Clark Wilson and the Trumpets Barbecue. No, you're, <laughs> this has to be no. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a safe one. <laughs> now, the question is, this is very much like The Matrix. Would you have known that that was fake had I not said anything? Who, I, uh, probably not. I mean, I would have... <laughs> listen... You seem like you're a man of your word. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it would depend but, how good your description of it was, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much. I was going to, I think I scrapped all the notes for it. So. <laughs> um, my actual close call is All Killer No Filler by mm. Sun 41. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, there's really not much to say other than like the name of the album is very <laughs> accurate um it's fantastic the song um fat lip yeah was that was you know kind of what dragged me in obviously that was that's the whole point of singles but 
really fantastic, very meaningful for me at 15. So yeah, just holds a very special place. Not as special as, as this it, but still special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, this was a big one uh, that year, especially. Like I remember listening to it a lot um, amongst various people. Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, Fat Lip, uh, Heart Attack, right? Um, what was it? In Too Deep? Yeah. Yeah, Nothing on My Back. Oh, that was a good one. Um, mm. Andrew, I don't know if you remember. So in our band, we, we played Fat Lip. Yeah. And I specifically remember playing it at a festival at a church in a tent and the reason i remember playing it is because um i think we like we had our set list and we played it and then like the someone came over and said like oh we need you to like keep playing like you need to go longer and so i think we just like ended up playing it like two or three times (laughs) (laughs) Uh, back to back to back well not back to back to back but it was uh you know we just ended up like playing our set list a bunch of the songs like you know repeated times because we didn't have any more songs it's yeah, like yeah. you know it, <laughs> it'd be like you know doug doing think big 20 times uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so yeah I, and we were very i think we were very proud because you know it's it, it's a it you know it's fast lyrics fast guitar fast drumming so like mm. it, you know probably felt oh, like yeah. a very like damn we're pulling this off um, <laughs> so but yes i i very fondly remember all killer no filler uh just as kind of a spoiler it's uh, my 12th favorite album of the year (laughs) (laughs) is that hard to play uh that song yeah um no it's not hard to play it's fast that's all it's like for for a 15 year old it's just fast gotcha yeah it was for me at the time uh uh, the drums uh, anyway uh, yeah sure yeah you probably had the hardest gig of all yeah 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 (laughs) yeah cool um well my favorite L or no excuse me my second favorite album of the year my close call is a very i think um it's a corny pick uh it's an album called music for the morning after um that's all one word lowercase music for the morning after and that's by a guy named pete yorn and um number two number two i just can't (laughs) like this guy is uh it's weird because like when I hear him, I'm like, I don't think I should like Pete Yorn, but yeah. he is a very, very good songwriter. Like his songs are so tight, um, and it like start. It's one of those start to finish. So life on a change, strange condition, black for Nancy Murray, June. I mean, like there's yeah. so many songs I love on this album, um, and I think that's just the thing. Like he's such a good songwriter. The songs are so catchy. Um, I know Strange Conditions probably the most popular of the bunch. It was on the like me, my, me, myself, and uh, Irene yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, but uh, yeah, I, an, an album that I, I I put it on just to double check because sometimes this stuff doesn't hold up, um, and it did. It was like very, very much still like yes, great songs, good lyrics, uh, good feel, good production. I figured, to be honest, I figured uh, we would have already talked about Is This It, which is my sure. third favorite. So um, I was like, you know what, I'll give this album some love since maybe either people don't know it or haven't thought about it since 2001. Nice. Music for the morning after. Yeah. Yeah, I like Pete Arnold, right? 
Yeah. I mean, okay. I haven't gotten real deep, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has all, way more albums than he probably needs, but um, the first the first two or three, um, Day I Forgot and Nightcrawler, which, by the way, it's like kind of a trilogy mm. music for the morning after, morning, Day I Forgot, Day, and Nightcrawler, <laughs> Night. Uh, the mm. first three are, are pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on the queue. Oh, oh are, have you heard it all? Are you familiar? I this name sounds familiar. I feel like I have heard it. I'm usually pretty good of like I know Spotify sucks for a lot of people that put music on there, but I I'm a premium subscriber or whatever and it's usually pretty good if I like something liking it and there's nothing coming up of his that I've hearted before. Okay. But, but I swear I've heard this I've heard this guy. Before, oh, get so. ready yeah, for hearts. Yeah, get ready for hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to go over some other ones that were kind of itching at you but didn't quite yeah. make it? Sure. Just list some off here. Um, MXPX, the Renaissance EP. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, for me, maybe they're like my, the last album that I like really listened to a lot. Yeah. Um, Blink 182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. That was 2001? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, big, another big, uh, lawn mowing album for me. Um, (laughs) did you, um, you, so the take off your pants and jacket, that was the album that had different discs, right? Yeah. And bonus tracks. Yeah. I forget. Uh, I know some people did. Did you attempt, did you buy more than one copy in an attempt to get each version? I did not do that. Okay. Um, I just went with the, uh, Travis one. Travis, which one's his? Uh, the red one. Oh, oh, you had red. Okay. Yeah. I think I had orange. Does that sound right? Was uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, white stripes, white blood cells. Yes. Cake. That, com- that, that's oh, my number seven. My number oh, seven. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cake, comfort eagle. Yeah. Um, Rilo Kylie, takeoffs and landings. Mm-hmm. Um, Buell, of course, we mentioned. Um. La Tigra Femis, Feminist Sweepstakes. Hmm. Uh, pretty influential punk band. And I think, like, pretty, uh, especially this album, pretty relevant to current times. Um, and, of course, uh, Tenacious D. <laughs> yes. Um, Self titled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was also Allie's pick. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Love it. Those guys are yeah. just. Yeah, hard not to Masterful, love. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob, other stuff that was on your mind? Yep. Um, also Tenacious D. Um, nice. But the Gorillaz self-titled album mm. came out that year. Uh, yep. Dell, the funky homo sapien, is my favorite rapper of all time, and he's on that song. And so that was just, that was the gateway for me into listening to that whole album. Um just a side note, I'm always very worried that some of the things that I picked didn't actually come out in the year we're discussing. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, we, t- we tried to do our best. Part. Hey, don't no don't deal. don't sweat it too bad. Chris picked um, uh, Family Feud with Steve Harvey and was 12 hours <laughs> off. <laughs> that does make me feel better. Um, a Bleed American Jimmy Eat World, mm. I think that was 2001. Yes, yeah. that, that that is our actually our most popular pick. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Nostalgia Lodian, Mike, Heather, Patrick, and my number 11. 
<laughs> um, an album called The Cold Vein by Cannibal Ox. They're like an underground hip hop group. Um, and then whatever the system of, there was a system of a down album and I can never remember which one came out in 01, but that one. Um, is that Toxicity? Yeah, I think it is. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had that album. That was pretty good. Um, well, I'll go real fast, real fast. Uh, my number 13, and you, you'll hear me correct. You'll hear me correctly here. Sugar Ray, self-titled Whoa. 12, some 41, all killer, no filler. 11, Jimmy world bleed American 10. The album I was most excited about that year when it came out, but you know, just doesn't quite hold is a Weezer green album. Mm. Um, nine, uh, the shins. Oh, inverted mm. world, uh, which was also Jordan and Kev's pick. Um, number eight, Stay What You Are, Saves the Day. Uh, also Adam's pick. Um, seven, The White Stripes, White Blood Cells. Six, Ben Folds, Rock in the Suburbs. Five, Built to, uh, five, built to Spill, Ancient Melodies of the Future. Four, Travis, The Invisible Band. Uh, and three, The Strokes, Is This it? I can't believe I forgot that Ben Folds album. Yeah, that's a really that that's a good album. It's uh not not quite Ben Folds five level, but very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I go over uh, listeners' picks too? Oh sure. Okay. No, no <laughs> <laughs> we've had enough. Uh, well, Bob, you mentioned uh, Gorillas. Uh, that was also Clayton's pick. Um, Shay picked Morning View Incubus, which was a very popular album that year. Um, James and Vaughn both picked your favorite weapon by Brand New, which I know a bunch yeah. of our friends were also really into. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to. I can't believe I missed that one, too. Yeah. I, it, it is like. Yeah, it's inevitable. You're, you're going to miss stuff. Uh, Britney Spears had an album that year. That was Emily's pick. Uh, Josh and Quincy picked The Blueprint by Jay Z. Um, Joe picked Iowa by Slipknot. Andy and Zach picked Idol Will Kill by Oscar. Um, Andrew, you know this one. Uh, Lechuza, Phoenix TX. Oh, oh yeah. Miguel's oh, man. Nice. I meant to write that down. I yeah. missed it. Love nice the one. song Three uh, Threesome. That's a great song. Yeah, big uh, big album that year. For yes. Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Uh, Alicia Keys, Songs in A Minor, Corey's Pick. Um, Logan picked Converge by Jane Doe. Tim picked United by Fate, Rival Schools. Julie picked Saint Lunatics by Free City. Mark picked Laundry Service by Shakira. Um, Sid picked uh, Room for Squares by John Mayer. Uh, Justin picked Day of the Death by Death by Stereo. Uh, Brett Wilson picked Weathered by Creed. Uh, our friend Candace picked uh, the Amelie sound- soundtrack. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any Anybody uh, have Ferguson's for this year? No oh, you betcha. Oh, <laughs> you okay. betcha. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think it's going to upset a lot of people. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, am I the only one? Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I don't uh, have. Well, I could. No, I'm not going to. I don't. <laughs> All right. I have two. Um, <clears throat> the definitive one is Pain is Love by Ja Rule. It's okay. god awful. <laughs> it's his music, probably still, I haven't listened in years, but it was like the beginning of every song was rapper raps, 
R&B singer sings, rapper raps, R&B singer sings, like, and it's just bad, just awful. Um, yeah, overly formulaic, and the formula was red hot, steaming dumpster <laughs> fire garbage. So <laughs> terrible. Um, but another Ferguson, and this is where I think I'm going to catch it. Oh, is is the blueprint by Jay-Z. I just think he's, I think he is, hear me now. Okay. Hear what I'm saying. I think he's a great rapper, right? I think he is also one of the most overrated rappers. Um, Mm. Great guy donates time, donates money to people in need. I think he's a great guy, but I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I think, I think Nas won the beef. I might be in the minority. Got to get that out there. Um, he, he has a tin ear when it comes to production. The mute, like the the beats on his on that album, are just ugh. They just sound so bad. They're just I just don't like it. I think he's overrated, <laughs> and I think that's that's a good pick for a Ferguson. I think wow. people see that like I don't know if he was the first billionaire rapper. I think maybe that was Dr. Dre. I don't know. He's a billionaire rapper. He married the most successful, most talented, very attractive R&B singer and Beyonce. And they see those two things and just kind of say, well, he must be the best rapper. Um, and that's just, it's just not true. It's just not true. It's inaccurate. And God bless the man, but the blueprint is my one of my Ferguson. Wow. Just throwing it out. Just throwing it down. This is the first time this is going to get in, into like, you know, more than like two of my friend's ears. So <laughs> really, really taking a chance here. I'm, I'm so sorry, Josh and Quincy, that you had to endure that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. It's just no, my two cents. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we, we encourage honesty. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, first of all, uh, do you guys have any guesses for best-selling album this year? It's not exciting. Or have we mentioned it? No. It, it, we, it's, Is it a now? Now that's dumb. what I call music type thing. No, but it's like it's a it's a compilation. Uh, I'm not going to get it. It is Beatles one. Ooh, great um, album. Great album. <laughs> oh, also, I just wanted to mention all their I, best songs on one thing. It better yeah, be good. Yeah. Sure, yeah sure. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was either this year or 2000 that was my first warp tour. Um, so I just want to mention that that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun for me for a few years. Um, yeah. And and the first one, when we got there, it was sold out, and. Uh, my the friends that I was there with forced me to sneak in, so I did, and uh, yeah, we got in without getting caught. But you have you have you uh, has that karma come back around or? Uh, it probably came <laughs> back around on that day in some way. You know, yeah, ate a bad hot dog. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... All right. Well, that was albums. Uh, I'm going to pick the next category here and I'm going to throw a curveball. We typically do album songs back to back, but you know what? I want to, I want to steer away for a little bit, take a break because, you know, uh, I just want to. Um, So (laughs) let's talk about TV shows in the year 2001. Very good. Yeah. 
Um, well, this show didn't tech didn't originally come out in 2001, but it came out in the U.S. in 2001, mm. and that is Cowboy Bebop. Wow, um, I did not see that coming. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Time. I'm sorry to interrupt here. <laughs> that throws off my whole thing. I didn't know that was 2001. It, it was U- U.S. 2001. I it was like a year or two earlier in Japan, um, but. Yes, like that. It premiered on uh, with on the same night that Adult Swim premiered, uh, first anime show to show on Adult Swim, um, and God, just especially seeing it like right then was just so important for me. So amazing. I was like, this is what anime can be, kind of, um, yeah. and, and it was so different from. Uh, you like U.S. animation? It was just like everything here is like a joke or a or a um, superhero show, you know. And this is like a, a semi-serious. Uh, I mean, it's funny, but uh, there's a lot of serious stuff in it too. Um, just like hit that perfect right note of sci-fi and like realism, and uh, and each episode was is kind of like contained. Most of them are kind of contained to themselves i love that feel it just like it nailed so many things uh in one show um it it was there was another thing that was like when i saw this it was life-changing in terms of uh you know the media that i was consuming or whatever it was just like things were never quite the same after that like that was incredible you were not the same after that that's uh ben folds right (laughs) <laughs> yes but, uh yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. on my list <laughs> um, yeah andrew i, I just want to you'll appreciate this um when i was reading space junk this oh. is how i this cowboy bebop was like what i kind of envisioned like you know you read uh, and you paint a yeah. picture in your head this cowboy bebop some sort of version of that with the characters from your book was like what i was picturing oh, awesome um, and that's what I really liked about your book. That's what I really like about Cowboy Bebop is like, I mean, it's weird. Like they live on this thing that's when we were talking about space in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of floating around and going down to different places and doing, you know, whatever they had to do each episode and, and spike. Yeah. I mean, I'm much more superficial in my, <laughs> why I like things like you guys always seem to have like very deep intellectual reasons why I just think spike was cool. That's what. Got, oh that's yeah, what got for me. sure. That's I mean, that's me. huge. <laughs> so, yeah, great show, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't take uh, note that the it debuted in the U.S. in '01. So, oh man, I mean, I'm just—it's just cool that you're into it. Yeah, yeah I've, I have never—I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I think it's safe to say I will never see it. Wow. Oh, but Joey. I, I well, Bob. I like to deprive myself of a few things so that I know that there's always something waiting for me. You know, it's it's, uh, it's purposeful uh, deprivations. So. I understand. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> um, Bob, what was your favorite TV show of 2001? Um, my favorite was I went back and forth with my favorite and close call a couple of times, but just on the sheer amount of rewatches of this show. Um, my favorite is Scrubs. Mm, yeah. Um, I watched it religiously. It's another one that I didn't watch when it was on. I watched it when I was in college. I'd be up at like, 
I think there were two episodes on, on maybe it was Fox, I don't know, back to back 12 and 12.30 in the morning when I was in college and I would sit in my apartment writing a paper, studying, whatever, watching that while I did that. And it was just helped me through yeah. college for the most part. Again, my semester in England, homesick. I spent a little too much time in my apartment just watching mm -hmm. Scrubs DVDs, but helped me get through that. Um, and it just, <clears throat> I don't like hospitals. Like I don't like going in them for the most part, like shows that involve hospitals don't like it. Don't really like to even go near them. But this show, like I, there's a part of me when I go into a hospital, when I have to, it's like, well, maybe this is going to be like Scrubs where there's going to be a bunch of goofy idiots running around and it like, I don't really know where I was going with that, but that's what it makes me, that's what I enjoy about Scrubs so much. There's just a ton of great jokes in there as well. And I think my favorite might be um, the bartender that thinks Turk's name is Turkin JD. And, <laughs> and he says, hey, it's Turkin JD and JD. Just, you got to watch it. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, Andrew, did you like Scrubs? I was not huge on it. Okay. Ah, um, come on. I, um, yeah, I, I think it could be largely because of the setting. I just couldn't like, I just didn't want That's to be in the hospital all the time, like in my, you know. I mean. Yeah, and there are some episodes where. And I think that's what made it really good is that, you know, a lot of the time they're goofing off and making jokes and being silly, but there's some of them where it's like, God, did they really have to have this one on today? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It deals with death really well, yeah. and the conversation around death. And there's a couple leading up to this woman who, spoiler alert for, you know, something that was two decades ago, but she's <laughs> like, you know, I've lived a great life and JD's trying to like, get her to receive treatment to prolong her life and she's like you know i've done everything i was like i've gone to the eiffel tower i've done the grand canyon i've learned a language i've done it all and like just i'm ready to go and like even as a 22 year old however old i was when i saw it it was just like god lady you're really killing my vibe here <laughs> but you know it, it was you know taught a lesson for sure so. yeah I feel like when it was on originally, like it was not a show I I would say I went out of my way to watch, but I always kind of liked when it just ended up on. Mm. And I, I think that uh, I most frequently saw it whenever we'd visit our friend Kevin, um, when he when it, when he lived in Chagrin Falls, he like. I, I swear to God, every time I walked into his apartment, it was on his television, like, on, like just on loop. Um, and so we'd end up, I, or I'd, I'd end up watching it over there. Um, and it never really bothered me. I think I think maybe as a younger guy, it was probably more suitable. I think if I watched it now, I would have I'd have problems. I can't deal with hearing people's diagnoses um, because I start being like, well, I I kind of feel that, or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, to, I'll end up on the internet being like, oh my gosh, I have this, and uh, I I just don't think my brain could do it now. But I I don't know how people watch all this stuff like Grey's Anatomy, and mm -hmm. I mean, well, like, people watch Grey's Anatomy because they have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You right. said Grin <laughs> okay. Falls, and that did you ever find? You guys ever go out there and find Bill Waterson? Oh man. So there's oh, no, no, I don't think we're going to find him 
uh, he's pretty well hidden, I think. But uh, the other the other problem is like we don't know what he looks like anymore. I mean, there's photos of him when he's younger, right? Um, But there was a time period uh, where whenever I was in Chagrin Falls, I'd like see kind of like a skinny older guy and i would like just lean over and be like that's bill watterson <laughs> like you know there's a shot uh, should have just tried shouting bill yeah yeah like kramer at dinky donuts yeah yeah yes yeah. for those who don't know bill watterson is the creator of kelvin and Hobbes. uh he lives in chagrin falls which is not far from andrew and i and uh yeah because there used to be stories that he would leave signed copies of kelvin and Hobbes yeah. in the bookshop there uh, which was also another fantasy of like picking it up and uh, yeah, that would be amazing. If I lived by you, I'd buy every copy. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Okay, well, Scrubs was our most popular pick. Uh, Clayton wow, picked it. Jordan, right. Jordan, Mike, Tim, Andy, and Corey all picked Scrubs. Wow. Yeah, um, my pick was a no doubter. Uh, no doubter. No doubter. Does Andrew, it start with I, you. It sure does. Okay. Uh, yes, it was also Miguel's pick. Uh, the show is called Undeclared. Um, it oh, w- yeah. <laughs> it was only one season. Um, it was pr- kind of the spiritual follow-up to Freaks and Geeks. Um, same yeah. creators, you know, Judd Apatow's working on it. I think Paul Feig had some involvement. And, of course, the cast. You got Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel, um, Jay Baruchel, um I forget the guy's name who played Lloyd, but he's probably the most yeah. famous of Seth Rogen. Anyway, very funny. So instead of like Freaks and Geeks where it's high school, we're at college now. It's set in the modern era, 2001. Um, and it's just so funny. It's like roommates, it's adjusting. And it felt very much like that moment in my life was, uh, was like a ripe moment for me to see this show. Um and uh, I've rewatched it a couple years back, and it still holds up very, very well. Um, Jay Baruchel's dad, who's played by the great singer-songwriter uh, Loudon Wainwright III, is absolutely steals the show. Um, yes, if you've not seen Undeclared, I did not look up if it's streaming anywhere, but if it is streaming, you should search out Undeclared. Um, it only got one season. It got really bad timing. It was supposed to be released either on September 11th or like right around there. And I remember it getting kind of derailed. Like they pushed it back a month or something like that. And it just felt like it kind of just like freaks and geeks. Like there was just no audience. Uh, and so it got canceled, yeah. but um, it is very, very funny. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that it's my close call. Cool. Um, yeah. Incredible. Uh, um, what's Jason Siegel's like, <laughs> maybe best performance yes show. eric eric the jealous <laughs> eric the jealous boyfriend yes he doesn't go he doesn't go to the college but he um He's always there yes he shows up all the time to like check on his girlfriend <laughs> um, charlie hunnam is the guy i think you're uh, yes thank yeah. you charlie hunnam yes um yeah i remember this coming on after freaks and geeks it was like advertised as a uh, new judd apatow show or whatever right and i thought at that point in my life, I just thought, half an hour, this is, like, a way more accessible to the general public version of Freaks and Geeks. Yes. There's no possible way <laughs> this is getting canceled. Right. Uh, and then, you know, it happened. It's like, <laughs> it got canceled. How? how? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what is happening here? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I want to anyway. say uh, it's also, I think, one of the first places, like, Kevin Hart turned up. Uh-huh. 
Oh yeah, yeah he is in that. Um, Martin Starr makes an appearance, of course. Yeah, um, yeah every episode's a little treat, and uh, yeah. yeah, there's not a bad episode. Um, of course, I have a very sentimental spot for the episode where Seth Rogen forces Ch- Charlie Hunnam's character to watch "You've Got Mail." <laughs> <laughs> Who's like the main person? Jay it- Jay Baruchel's the like oh. main person that we follow. Okay. Um, yeah, he is undeclared. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember watching this and really liking it, but that was so long ago. I'm gonna have to find mm. out if it is streaming. Here, let me yeah. let me let me look it up. There's, I have a computer right in front of me. Um, uh, yes, you can only rent it. So, what do you guys say? Y'all come over to my house and we watch Undeclared. <laughs> I have it on DVD. Um, it is very good. I, I'm not gonna, of course, tell people to rent it, but uh, hopefully one day it's, it's worth it if you do. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, a two dollars an episode. I don't know, but um, hmm. oh, that's an episode. I thought that was for the whole uh, shebang. Yeah. No, it looks like you get one episode for two dollars. What's going on here? Is there like <laughs> it gets one season and now it's twenty years Seriously. later and you can't access it anywhere? What's the the show is cursed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> we didn't even mention Marshall. No, it's not worth getting into, but there's a great character <laughs> on the show named Marshall. He's not a famous actor or anything, but he's really great. <laughs> Marshall. All right. <laughs> uh, Bob, close call. Um, my close call is Samurai Jack. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Um, just, I mean, it's really, I don't really have anything poignant to say about it. It was just, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't admit that I still liked animated stuff, mm-hmm. like, and that was on and it was really cool. Um, and just the story, like he, him getting trapped in the past and Aku is such a great bad guy um and it was like although i will say that watching it there was a feeling being like stressed out like very anxious like really hitting my anxiety hard Mm -hmm. like no matter what that guy did he was never any like closer to getting back um that kind of like bothered me and messed with me a little bit but it did bring me it, it did have me coming back to watch I also really have always really liked samurai stuff, like stuff with swords. I think it's really yeah. cool. And yeah, Jack was just really cool. I also liked um, the Scotsman with his mm, yeah. gun leg. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah gr- really great show. Uh, the animation is really cool, like unlike anything else. Um, and and there's something about that like wandering uh, yes. hero. You know, that's like yeah uh, see what i, I mean that. poignant that was poignant i'm <laughs> stupid i like cartoons. No. <laughs> no that's a great pick that's, that's yeah, that was also kevin brett wilson's pick nice um, yeah uh, my Close Call is an HBO show that has not been on the air. Well, it, air, it premiered in 2001. has not been on the air since 2015. It was called Project Greenlight. Mm, um, and yeah. this was a show produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck where they would kind of look for the next great filmmaker. So people would kind of submit ideas. It's a documentary. Um, and they select a winner. And then that season's about kind of that person trying to make, you know, their dream movie. Um, there's four seasons um, the most famous season is probably the second season uh, in which produced the movie The Battle of Shaker Heights, which happens mm. to be a neighborhood, another neighborhood not too far from Andrew and I. 
Um, and uh, that movie starred Shia LaBeouf and uh, Amy Smart and William Sadler. Um, yeah. Not the best movie, but the part of the process too of the show that's so fun is like watching how these filmmakers handle, you know, getting a huge check and a cast and, you know, you, you're kind of watching it in real time. And my favorite season personally is season four in 2015, uh, which this guy who wins is yeah. such a hot mess. Um, this, he is, that's the one that I watched. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like if you're going to go to HBO and check it out, I would actually start with season four um, because yeah, there, it's just like this guy is so egotistical. Like the, the power it, goes immediately to his head. Um, it is ridiculous. Like I couldn't believe they picked him. Like yeah. these, they're trying to pick somebody who's going to like be good enough to make this show keep going. Yeah. And uh, they picked the worst possible person as it turned out. Absolutely. Like this guy in season four, like they get the Fairley brothers to help produce his movie, you know, who made like Dumb and Dumber and there's something about Mary. And this guy is so difficult that they literally like quit. Like they're like, no, we're not, we're not working with this guy. Um, anyway, I, I wish they'd keep making them because it's such a fascinating yeah. show, especially if you're like a lover of film and kind of the, the process of making stuff, which I love watching. Um, so project green light, not a, not a super popular show. Maybe it's just because of the time in between. I think it was popular at the time, but um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. show. Good pick. Yeah. Um, um, other other shows that you noted by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just run through a few okay. real quick. Um, in no particular order, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Grounded for Life, Outlaw Star, Invader Zim, Action League Now, mm-hmm. The Oblongs, Undergrads, underappreciated uh, animation, Big O, um, Primetime Glick. Oh, Glick! <laughs> oh my gosh! Primetime Glick, so good. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> um, the Proud Family, Degrassi, The Next Generation. Sure. And this is was really a TV movie, but I just wanted to mention it. Um, the Flintstones on the Rocks. Uh, it was it was a uh, Cartoon Network, like sort of more of like an adult animation, um, but it was the Flintstones and like... Uh, Fred and Wilma like having marital problems and going on a retreat and uh it was just like it, cool animation um but they only ended up ever showing it once um but you can find it on uh what's it called uh internet archive uh if you search that but anyway kind of cool yeah okay I thought you were gonna say you can find it on the uh, internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, other shows you liked, Bob? Uh, yeah, I think again, fear of being off by at least twelve years. Oh. <laughs> um, the, orig- the, the original Office, I think, was two thousand one. Oh. Um, PTI, pardon the interruption. Yeah, um, hmm. that came. That started. That was something I watched after work. That and um, around the horn, back to back, yeah. just an hour vegging out after work every day. <laughs> yes, and then I'd only seen a couple of episodes. Always thought it was really good, but I ne- didn't get HBO. I think this was on HBO anyway. I didn't get it all the time. Like my parents sometimes got it and sometimes didn't. But Six Feet Under, mm. yes, um, yeah, it has an absolutely incredible theme song. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those. Uh, I agree. I. I also noted. Pardon the interruption. Still, I still like it. Kind of as like comfort watching, even if I don't know everything they're talking about. That's on ESPN. Um, uh, Andrew, I don't know if you mentioned it, but um, the Bernie Mac show. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that it came out. Yeah, I would have yeah. mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I watched that a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, great show. Uh, that was also Josh's <laughs> pick. Um, Band of Brothers was a good one on HBO. Um, World War II uh, Never watched. series. Uh, Star Trek Enterprise, not my favorite, mm-hmm. but uh, that mm-hmm. came out that year. Uh, Lost, I feel like, is uh, a big one oh, uh, boy. that started that year. I never got into that show, but... Neither did I. So. Yeah, I don't know. Just didn't connect. Uh, and of course, I mean, I, you know, I don't think this would be anyone's pick, but I had to mention it because it was such a sensation in 2001, mm-hmm. which was the weakest link. Oh, sure. You yeah. are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like what every kid at school was saying to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were so funny. Um, uh, other picks uh, Shay and Richie also picked Grounded for Life which we were big fans of Yeah, Yeah. Quincy also picked uh, Six Feet Under Mm -hmm. Uh, Metabots was picked by Colin Mm -hmm. Lizzie McGuire hey-o picked by Katie and Heather great show except for those dumb cartoon blooper outtakes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Logan picked Degrassi next gen Mm, yeah. uh, Joe picked Smallville. Um, oh, Mark picked Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Sid picked 24. 24. Oh, yeah. uh, Allie picked The Oblongs. Yeah. Nikki picked nice. uh, Eliminate, which I don't know mm. what I don't know what that was on. Maybe MTV or. And Zach also picked Invader Zim. Mm. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any Fergusons for that year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry to do it to you, Bob, but I had to pick no. Scrubs. Oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. That's you know, interesting I, I, you said that, but that's okay. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a real, a true Ferguson because I, I really don't hate it. Uh, you know, I think the writing's good. It's just, just I think it's mainly that setting. I just can't like be there all the time. That's just me. Um, I know a lot of people love it. It just, you well, know, one of those shows that like maybe was hitting me at the wrong time or whatever. I don't know. That I think and, that and you and Zach Braff got in a fist fight at Warp Tour. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Are you serious? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. That'd be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's you don't have to apologize. That totally makes sense. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't. Even, I don't even like looking at hospitals, so I get it. Uh, did you have a Ferguson? Oh, you betcha! And here's my. Uh, <laughs> this is coming right back at you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I think so. I think you both really like. Well, my number one Ferguson. Well, let me. Sorry, uh, I forgot. Lost came out in two thousand one. Mm. I would have had a lot more to say about that show. Um, I hated that show. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much all I'll say about it. I thought it was silly and just went around in circles and whatever. But the big one, the true Ferguson for me is Star Trek Enterprise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I might as well just take this moment to just blanket, throw blanket hate <laughs> on Star Trek in general. Um, I don't like it. Uh, okay. It has like it had the alluring like potential of being cool. I mean, it sounded cool. Star Trek. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was prom- you know, there was promise of like lasers and phasers and tasers and all this stuff in the so, spaceship. So far, you're dead on. All this stuff is cool, <laughs> right? But and the spaceship looked really cool. Yeah. But like, I would watch it and it was like, oh, this planet is having a water filtration issue and we've got to negotiate with their government. And it was just like, I don't want to watch this. I don't care about this. Too too, too too real for you, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, it, it like I mean, fifteen. I could have just blown it off, but like when I was younger, I ser- I feel like my parents or like anybody that would babysit me when I was like six or whatever, seven. Like, hey, you want to watch Star Trek? And I'd be like, yeah, this is gonna be great. You know, when it's getting real close to bedtime, yeah. and they'd be like, yeah, and I put it on, and like five minutes later, I'd be out because it was yeah, so that, boring. Maybe that's why they were using it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, it was all it was all part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I understand. Um, even even uh, uh, TNG, it's like if you, it's like you have to hit one of the good episodes to experience like how good it could be. But even then, it's like especially as a kid, that's a little much to uh, put up with. Hmm. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> Andrew, I was Andrew does. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, all right. Well, my my Ferguson, and I think it's come up before, um, is the the Lone Gunman, uh, the X Files uh-huh. spinoff, yeah. uh, a show that I was genuinely very excited for. Like carved out time to make sure I was watching, and I'd say after a few episodes, I quit on it because it was mm, just yeah. not. It didn't match the tone. It had a weird tone. It was like it yeah. was not quite X Files. It was not quite funny enough to be a comedy. The stories weren't quite as interesting as the X Files stories, and uh, yeah. yeah, it just didn't work. You realize like, oh, these guys are B characters, you know. I, th- I yeah. For a reason. I mean, I think even if they if they had just like gone all in on Lone Gunman, like made it like the Lone Gunman episodes in X Files, mm-hmm. like goofier and like, uh, I think it might have survived, but. Yeah, I, I I can imagine somebody being like, "Well, it's got to be sort of like X Files because what are what about the people who like X Files and don't know Lone Gunman?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get why they did it, but you know, it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, um, just wanted to mention. I already mentioned Adult Swim premiered, but the very mm. first episode that premiered was Home Movies Director's oh, Cut. Man, wait, did Home Movies come out this year? Uh. No, it didn't. Um, oh, okay. it, it came out on like UPN or something, like a few year or a year prior or something. Like gotcha. That. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, you know what? Also, just not to keep going back, but uh, Cowboy Bebop, that soundtrack. I forgot to mention that, but good grief. The soundtrack's mm-hmm. one of the best. Fantastic. Yeah. So amazing. So, is it just like Pete Yorn songs or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, I did note uh, some TV shows that ended that year. Uh, oh, cool. We have we have our beloved reboot. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Teletubbies, <laughs> uh, Na- Nash Bridges, uh, mm. Baywatch. <laughs> Nash Bridges. Um, uh, okay. 
Moesha. Um, from Nickelodeon, Cousin Skeeter and Angry Beavers. Um, Third Rock from the Sun. Ah, yeah. Great Star show. Star Trek Voyager. Recess. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. And <laughs> probably probably of most significance, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Well, that was TV. Uh, thanks for taking that detour with me. Um, where would you like to, where would you like to head Bob? Um, let's go with video game. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, my number one for this year was kind of an easy one to pick. It was super smash bros melee, um, considered by some still, I think to be kind of the definitive smash brothers game. Um, you know, just upped the ante a little bit from the last game. Unfortunately, ruined Ness, uh, my original game character. So I had to pick um, Mario or uh, Mewtwo. But uh, but great game, you know, loved it. Loved playing uh, Smash Brothers with a lot of people. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I remember oh. the original one. But yeah. I remember playing the hell out of the first one. But I don't remember Melee. Ah, this is like uh, this is the one that has had tournaments for years. Um, just, I, I mean, I think I, they still have tournaments. There's some like something crazy about this. Not to digress too far, but um, in the tournaments, like they discovered that every so many controllers has some like weird thing with it that like allows you to do some move that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do so like people were just searching through gamecube controllers searching for this like flawed controller so that it could give them like a slight edge um anyway uh good game fun uh great multiplayer yeah, but is it a hot take to say GameCube sucks? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> great, great system. Oh, I loved it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just really quickly, I'll stump for uh, Wind Waker. People hated that. Oh, game. I love Wind Waker. I, oh, me too. I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it. Nice. Was that on GameCube? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, odds were it's bad then. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Just joking. What was your What was your favorite game, Bob? Uh, mine was Max Payne. Mm, okay. So I came into possession of this for some reason. I don't know why, but in two thousand one, I had no use for it. But I had a flash drive. Uh, no idea how I got it. And this guy that I went to high school with was like, "Oh, I really need a flash drive. I really want to have a flash drive." And he traded me a burned copy of Max Payne for the flash drive. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would sit in my basement like at night, like into like two in the morning on school nights playing this game. Um, it was my first like interaction with like something that was considered noir. Um, and I remember sitting in there and being like just terrified because guys, they went like the enemies would kind of pop up and they would be like, you know, they were like New York scumbags. They'd be like, hey, real loud. It scare the hell out of me <laughs> sitting down there by myself. And it also had like this like satanic element, like they think the main bad guy was like a 
drug-riddled kingpin <laughs> or whatever, and he was like something had something to do with Satan. And I was a good Catholic kid back in 2001, and that scared the hell out of me as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, at, despite that, it was a great experience playing this game. <laughs> um, it's a, I liked that there was a very profound like feeling of loneliness. It was you as this guy who has his his wife and his daughter are killed at the beginning of the game, and you have to find out who it is. And it's just you against all of these goons. But it's also like you against loneliness, you against this city. It's New York City. There's snow everywhere, um, and it's just great. It was haunting, and I really grew to to like that a lot and kind of fits with the motif, this and my book pick. Uh, it's all detective-y stuff. Uh, um, yeah. In addition to that, um, there's a show within the game that you're walking down a hall and there'll be a TV on down the hall and it'll be playing this television show. It was called Address Unknown, um, which was an homage to Twin Peaks, which uh, is now my like favorite show of all time. But uh, it had a pink flamingo that would talk backwards like the man from another place in Twin Peaks. And that, that did not sit well with me back then. It scared the hell out of me, but still really cool. Wow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I uh, never got into it. I knew it was a very popular game. I just like never ran into it in my life, but um, it sounds really cool. Yeah, I recommend it. It's fantastic. Nice. Well, my... My favorite game of 2001 is Mario Party 3. Mm, uh, nice. This is the third and final Mario Party game for the Nintendo 64 until it was ultimately ruined by a GameCube in 2002 with Mario Party 4. Oh, <laughs> Not to, uh... Oh, because... Okay. Not to rain on your parade, but, boy, those GameCube Mario Parties were good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, but I always love a good Mario Party. I knew very few games um, from this year, so this seemed like a safe pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mario Parties are all great, really. Oh, yeah. With the exception, possibly, of the like ones where you're all on the same team that have come out in recent years. Mm -hmm. It's fine, but not as fun as being against each other. Yeah. All right. Close call? Uh, my close call my official is tony hawk pro skater 3 oh yeah um boy just like took everything about the original and perfected it i feel like three was the one that i just like felt like everything was perfect um played the hell out of that yeah that was um, also yeah. uh, mike and andy's pick nice yeah. there's something just so satisfying about landing those tricks yeah. <laughs> I never got into those games. I might have to, I might have to, just go to like a GameStop for the first time in twenty years and just get a used one if they even do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know hey, what Bob, their cutoff is these days. Bob walks in, is like, "Hey, you got to, uh, Tony Hawk?" <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with yeah, like, this guy? <laughs> yeah, like he's some fourteen-year-old kid. Like, I don't even know what that is, man. It's like, dude, you're. 22 years late uh <laughs> um no yeah but tony hawk was so much fun um bob close call my close call is metal gear solid 2 sons of mm -hmm. liberty mm. um metal gear solid's i think my favorite video game franchise of all time um i am like genuinely 
pretty bad at video games. Um, I, I bet there could have been like a documentary done on the first time I played the first Metal Gear because it was just laughable how just god awful I was. But like that franchise kind of made me like want to get better. Normally I would just rage quit, you know, <laughs> yeah. like God damn it, and just throw the controller and be done with it. But that game. Two, Metal Gear Solid 2 really made me want to like settle down and go slowly and sneak mm. around and learn how to do what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, I really like it. Cool. Yeah, I never really got into any of the Metal Gear games either. I don't know. What. Well, you're missing out because it's fan <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it's like totally insane, like the story, but it's awesome. Andrew, cool. you got to go to GameStop and like lean on the counter. And be like, so you got that Metal Gear Solid 2 or? <laughs> They have, they did, um, the first one, they did a remake for GameCube, oh. actually, and that's oh. where I, that's where I started. Hmm. So, cool. another, another one in the plus side for the GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys have to tell yourself. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is also Sid's pick. Um, I don't have a close caller, Ferguson, so I'll share our listeners pick here. Uh, mm. Super Smash cool. Melee was also Joe and Mark's pick. Yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 was Nostalgia Lodian mm-hmm. and Quincy's pick. Um, Twisted Metal Black was Shay's pick. Jack and Daxter was Clayton's pick. Um, Silent Hill 2 was Logan and Justin's pick. Um, I want to say our friend Brett had Silent Hill 2. I feel like I remember maybe watching his brother play it a lot. Hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved was Tim and Zach's pick. Mm. Uh, Max Payne was James' pick. So there you go. All right, James. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Final Fantasy X was our most popular pick, picked by Brett, Mm. Richie, and Corey. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Wrath of Cortex was Nikki's pick. Um, NBA 2K2 was Josh's pick. And Konami Crazy Racers was Colin's pick. Oh, cool. Did you guys have Ferguson's? Um, oh, yeah. Um, actually, uh, I have some other games that I just want to mention. Oh, we sure, I guess. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paper Mario. Yeah. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Pokemon Stadium 2. Uh, Super Monkey Ball. And Return to Castle, Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> um, oh, I remember oh, Conker's Bad Fur Day being on a cover of Electronic Gamers Gaming Monthly. Uh-huh. I used yeah. to go through that and think of, oh, I'm going to get all these games and play them, and then I'd, I'd get one, and the first like the first bit of trouble I'd have, I just quit. So. <laughs> nice. Um, I also just a couple really quickly. Um, Devil May Cry, Luigi's Mansion, and Advance Wars for the mm. Game Boy Color. Um, and NHL 2002, only because it had Mario Lemieux on the cover. And for me, <laughs> he's the goat. So, uh, yeah, Ferguson's. Yeah, my Ferguson. Uh, another like real Ferguson, Luigi's Mansion. Um, I don't hate it. I liked it, but it was not. It was the first Mario game that came out for the GameCube, and it was just not like not a full on Mario game. Like it was too easy, too short. It, it just felt like an obvious kind of placeholder until they finished the real Mario game. 
Um, so Mario Sunshine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I, I I don't hate it. It's just it, it was disappointing at the time, though. Um, I of course I have a Ferguson, and my Ferguson is Halo. Mm. Okay. And that's because the enemies are stupid looking. They're like multicolored little squirrel aliens that look ridiculous. They make this stupid noise when you shoot them. Uh, and people just raved about the multiplayer, but you're all the same character with like maybe a slightly different colored suit. That's just lame. It's yeah. just lame. The guns I thought looked stupid. Give me, you know, at that point in my life, I was, I still said, give me a silence PP seven all day, every day over some massive clunky, stupid looking space gun. So. <laughs> yeah. I never really got into halo. Um, I mean, there's like a whole group of people. It was almost like, uh, I mean, it became GameCube PS2 or Xbox. Like some, usually people had one or the other, um, mm-hmm. And so there was always that halo like click, but uh, yeah, I never got into it. <laughs> uh, Andrew, where do you want to go next? Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. Ah, top ah. selling, top, top selling game this year. Ooh, guesses. Um, I'm guessing Halo. I'll say Final Fantasy. Uh, shockingly, it's still Pokemon Gold, Silver, oh Crystal. Oh my gosh! Uh, that wow. series of Pokemon games. Uh, Andrew, where do you want to go? Um, I guess let's go to song. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah <perfect. laughs> um, well, for me, I, I sticking with uh, the strokes. Um, I decided it someday for me. just hits the perfect right note of the perfect album yeah um so yeah i love it love it probably talked about it before i yeah yeah i think that's um well no i I don't have to guess that is my favorite song off the album Um, it's my fifth favorite song of the year it's uh Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i i want to say last night was the first single though right Yes, that was like their big introduction. But some days right. just got like a, it's it's somehow even more timeless. Like just yeah. once it kicks in, it's oof, hard to beat. It's that's the first song I ever heard from them. Ah, uh, nice. Someday, and that's I really intro. liked it. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Is it your favorite song? Um, it is not. But okay. there was there was a lot of debate within myself it was, <laughs> it was it was it was the favorite a couple of times in the last two weeks leading up to tonight okay are we well, moving on to me yes what was your favorite <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yeah. uh my favorite is last night
one of my favorite lines in any song uh, in spaceships they won't understand just <laughs> I, yeah. love it i just love it um i also love that like obviously i think you guys will know that the opening guitar is lifted right from american girl mm-hmm. is that the song by tom petty yeah um, yeah 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 and somebody asked uh julian casablanca's about it and he was like i think the quote was yeah we ripped it off where you been <laughs> I love it I love it yeah but you also can't like just it's a safe it's a safe rip off rip off because it's literally just playing one chord you know what I mean like you can't like uh, you can't like copyright playing like the A chord or whatever or, you know. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah great song so cool um, well I went with a, my, my picks are real corny I went with um, a song that I loved in 2001. I think that people know it. I did not go obscure. This is not Beulah. Hmm. Um, the song is by a band called Weezer, and it is Island in the Sun. Everybody knows this song. Even if you don't know, you know it. You know it. Yeah. Uh, it is an iconic chord progression. This song helped me out of so many jams. Um, so I play guitar, and when you play guitar, people think you know how to play a lot of covers. And the thing is, I don't like playing covers. I like writing music. And so people will be like, "Oh, like play play a song I know." And like "Island in the Sun" is a very famous song, and I know the chords to it. And so it's like gotten me out of like so many jams of being like play something we know i'm like great island in the sun it is um because it's you know just once you hear those chords you know it um and uh i think at the time i was like a little resistant to it because it was so different from what they had done on blue album and pinkerton i was like oh hash pipes cool island the sun's for dweebs but uh it's held up as a pretty timeless song pretty iconic with the hip hips and uh, it just feels great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, feels good, good pick. for sure. That's a Vincent pick. That's not a Gene pick. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Is uh, that that might be the most popular favorite song I've ever picked? So I'm. Uh, I'm you maybe Lyndon's heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to make any guarantees here, but if he hasn't, uh, you know, he's under a rock. Uh, yeah. Uh, close calls. Yeah. Um, I have a tie close call. It is between hovering sombrero and hopeless bleak despair on uh, Mink Carf. For years and years I wandered the earth, condemned to a life of bleak despair. Then one day I looked around and found it a day. Um, and they both they feel like they're these like two 
existential kind of somewhat depressing but as they might be giants does it like uplifting as well songs um that feel like two sides of something like they feel like they're connected in some way but um just really especially the lyrics on these man just so I can't recall them off the top of my head, but I, I, I trust your opinion. Oh, yeah. It's in the queue. Fantastic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, close call. Uh, yeah, we already, I mean, already talked about the album, but it's, it's Fat Lip by Sum 41. Oh, cool. Um, Just to get them out of the way, also Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz and Anything You Want by Spoon. Mm. Yeah, Clint Clint Eastwood's just kind of one of those undeniable songs. Yeah. Fantastic. Blew my mind at 15. Yeah. Yeah. That video, the art. um, Yep. So cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, Well, my favorite, or my close call. Uh, is a by a band from Europe. They are called Travis, um, and the song is called "Flowers in the Window." You know this one, Andrew? Sure. Yeah, it feels good. This um, is like this is a song that fills your heart with joy. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be on some soundtrack prominently. It is on. Um, if you remember, it's on the 2004 film Saved. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. The religious <laughs> kids in high school with like Mandy Moore. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's on that. I, I was actually looking up the song today because I had the same thing. I'm like, this has to be on a soundtrack. Uh, and it, you know, it charted in Scotland, which I believe is where Travis is from, at number nine. So it was like a huge hit over there. I think here it was like 92 or something like that. So still on the charts, but um, you know, but this is yeah. This whole this whole album. I didn't talk about the Invisible Band. I don't know how I didn't talk. About the Invisible Band, but this is a great, great album. Um, Side, Safe, Afterglow, Flowers in the Window, just man, banger after banger. Um, but Flowers in the Window is seriously like if you're having a bad day, this is like yeah. the type of song you throw on and like you're just like, oh yeah, I, I feel good. It, yeah, it really is uh, an incredible song. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, cool. Other yeah, songs yeah. you want to shout out or? No, not this time. No, Bob. No, um, there's just this was kind of overwhelming. Like, yeah. typing in to Google uh, <laughs> songs from 2001, and it was just like this wall of stuff. And I was like, ah, my brain just kind of said these three are fine, and then I just stopped. 
yeah. All right. Well, that that clears the way for my top twelve. Great. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Thanks, guys. Uh, my number twelve is from Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Bleed American was a mm. pretty important album uh, in two thousand one. Famously, uh, they took the title off the album after nine eleven. Um, but my song now, I would I would say like Bleed American or a Praise Chorus are both better songs than this. But when I was in 2001 it was authority song um mm. just so catchy like a real like that thing you do type of uh rom um so authority song 11 not the same as mentioned uh by ben folds mm, pretty pretty great melody uh emotional song uh, 10, The Shins, Girl, Inform Me. Uh, I know some people would probably go with new slang, but uh, for whatever reason, Girl, Inform Me was my... Uh, the one that no, I... that's that's the correct pick. Oh, yeah? Okay, good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, number 9, uh, White Stripes, Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground. Clayton, I think this is really where they like find the sound that's going to become Elephant, the next uh, record. Um, number eight, Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On. Oh my gosh, just like once this song, when this song comes on, like I dare you not to freaking dance. Um, Missy's so good, so, so good. Uh, seven, Pete Yorn, Strange Condition. Um, number six, one of my favorite band names. Uh, a guy's name is Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Uh, and the song is called Timorous Me. And man, this song is two minutes of guitar and then like it comes to like rock your world. This is a, a song actually I heard live before I ever heard the recording. The me and Jody spent a lot of our time just sitting in silence, driving late at night. Maybe if you want to watch on each other's minds this time. But I know she's like me, so I let her ride. She's running. Uh, they were at the grog shop and uh, they played it. I remember I went over to the merch <laughs> table and was like, what was the song they played? That was like all guitar, and then at the end, it like it really rocked. And the person knew exactly like you want this. They're like you want this CD, uh, so I bought it. And it's actually not my favorite Ted Leo album, but that song is so great. Timorous me. Uh, number five, someday the Strokes. Number four, Gene Autry, uh, Beulah. Ooh, man. The city spreads out just like a cut vein. Everybody drowns sad and lonely. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then number three, of course, uh, built to spill, fly around my pretty little miss. <laughs> of course, I say is. Nobody knows that. <laughs> No, I know what that is. I just what in, will interject here. I built a spill as a band that I just don't get. Just don't get them. Why? I don't know. They just sound weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Okay. I never. I like. They sound cool to me. I just like never. 
had any of their albums or like sat with Ooh, the full album. Yeah, man. I, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> okay. <all> right. <laughs> they, they got a new one coming out later this year. I don't know if it'll be any oh, good, but um, I'll, I'll be rushing out to get that. One. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Ferguson's. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Stained. I'm afraid it's stayed. <laughs> Just oh my god. I mean, it's hilarious. Like it yeah. has stuck in somehow become like a thing. Yes. But um, yeah, that's it, man. It's been a while. Is that what the song's called? It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh it has never gone away it's like been on the radio ever since yeah insane it was like people would be like joey play a song i play island sun and then it's been a while (laughs) um perfect perfect i think i was telling you last week andrew it's been a while uh another podcast i love um comedy bang bang which is a comedy a comedy podcast often when anybody on the show even utters the phrase it's been a while oh, yeah. uh, the host scott ackerman immediately interrupts to go it's been a while <laughs> uh, so good yeah bad yeah. song all around i'm sorry if you like it it's bad uh, uh bob any other bad songs oh you betcha sure um, a lot of bad songs this year yeah and i'm glad you said that because again i'll reiterate um had a reputation of being a little cynical, a little uh, kind of, you know, thumb my nose at a lot of stuff when I was younger. And I kind of developed this complex, like, do I just like bad music? Is that what it was? But now, after 21 years, I'm comfortable in saying that, no, everybody else did. Why should I change? They're the ones that suck. Like a bolt. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Um, Peaches and Cream by 112. Mm, terrible. <laughs> Contagious by the Isley Brothers. Terrible. AM to PM by Christina Million. Horrible. Always on time. Ashanti and Ja Rule. Just Drek. Living it up by Ja Rule. Uh, I'm a slave for you by Britney Spears. Just the intro. I think she says, and this is from memory, just from hearing it. She says something like, I might be young, but I have feelings. Is two or something? And it's like, like until I heard that song, I wasn't aware that being of a certain age precluded having feelings. Like what was what was that supposed to mean? Yeah, uh, it just yeah. gets under my skin. It makes no sense. And then the rest of the song sucks. Um, and then where the party at by Jagged Edge and Nelly, mm. just like constant everywhere you went, every day, forty times a day, just garbage. Wow. Thank you right. for letting me release right. all of that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. This podcast is secretly a therapy uh, for all involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had two here. I mean, again, so nice. many bad songs, but um, I would, I'd have to go with uh, Drops of Jupiter by Train. <laughs> See, that's, it's crazy you say that. I don't like that song, but that's one where I, I'm like a hum to myself, like around the apartment kind of guy. And that works its way in there. Sometimes. <laughs> so. Oh my good! No, I, I can't. Damn, I can't. And that was a song that you could not escape in 2001. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? It was yeah. just, it bombarded 
my ears <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and then my the one that is probably the one because I remember people being like, "This guy's like the next rock and roll guy. Like he's he's amazing." And I heard the song, and I'm like, "What are people smoking?" Uh, which is John Mayer, "Your Body Is a Wonderland." <laughs> uh, oh, that's another one that I sing sometimes. No, well, I I, I I also sing it a lot. Um, but it's not, it's in jest. And, and in fact, has a wonderland. like that. <laughs> Body wonderland. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, put my hands on it. Uh, <laughs> no, I just like this song sucks. This guy is not saving rock and roll. Uh, I, 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 although John Mayer seems very funny. Uh, yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he does. Uh, but the song was a, not good, uh, yeah. and I feel like when I, I I also went and listened to the song, and it was um, just as monotonous as I remembered. Uh, the verses yeah. just go on forever. I'm like, when's he gonna say your body is a wonderland? <laughs> like, hurry up! <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, people's picks. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, just really quickly, there are two other songs that I did want to just mention. Um, Music by Eric Sermon. I think it it samples Marvin Gaye. It's really good. Um, and then also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, but Someone to Call My Lover by Janet Jackson came out, and that's the song they use like in the breaks in the Californian sketches on SNL. <laughs> um, and I don't know, some people, that seems to me that sketch is like, either hate it or you love it or whatever oh, no, i love it's it brilliant. so much yeah so. It's, it's great um yeah all right well people's picks uh, our friend candace picked hard to explain by the strokes nice. great pick yeah. yeah uh shay picked the rock show by blink 182 uh, nostalgia lodian picked sweetness by jimmy Eat world uh james picked a praise chorus by jimmy Eat world uh, Emily picked Lady Marmalade. Marmalade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh picked Fallen by Alicia Keys. Jordan and Richie picked Last Night by The Strokes. Mm-hmm. A lot of Strokes love, like it. Uh, Joe picked Gravity by Shades Apart. Um, Mike picked At Your Funeral by Saves the Day. Really great song. Um, Zach picked Out of Touch by Oscar. Uh, Miguel picked Phoebe Cates by Phoenix TX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Corey picked You Remind Me by Usher. Kev picked Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. Uh, Logan picked uh, Pagan Poetry by Bjork. Might be our first Bjork entry ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tim picked Used for Glue by Rival Schools. Um Julie picked Let Me Blow Your Mind by Eve and Gwen Stefani. Andy picked Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Mark picked Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Um, Sid picked Lap Dance by Nerd, or N-E-R-D. Uh, Allie picked uh, Lateralist by Tool. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Tool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure okay uh, Patrick picked the middle by Jimmy Eat World uh, Justin picked under Saturn shadow by Tiger Army uh, Brett Wilson picked when it's over by Sugar Ray another mega hit um, 
Nikki picked We Laugh Indoors by Death Cab for Cutie. Um, Quincy picked Difference by Genuine. Colin picked Fresh Feeling by Eels. And finally, our friend Vaughn picked Movies by Alien Ant Farm. And, uh, oh. man, I loved Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, this is also the year they covered um, Smooth Criminal, right? Correct, mm. yes. Smooth yeah. Criminal was the big hit. Um, and I think this album's called Anthology. Hold on. Yes, so the, this one was Anthology, but their masterpiece, and we'll talk about it in two years, is their follow-up, which is called Truant, or True Ant. Uh, <laughs> um, which is, I, I'm, I'm not joking, an album I seriously love. Um, so yeah, a little alien ant farm love. Uh, are there any, anything else song-related? Somehow, I uh, somehow Billboard, and maybe it's left over from last. It's a song that came out last year, but they're saying the top song was Lifehouse, Hanging by a Moment. Oh, weird. It definitely came out in 2000, but it's yeah. very possible. Yeah, maybe it didn't. Uh, yeah, that, that what you're looking at, I'm assuming what you're looking at, Andrew, is yeah. the, the thing that prompted my, like, I hope that none of the things I've picked ah, didn't yeah, come yeah. out in 2000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, especially with songs I was doing that yeah. hmm. um, well hanging by a moment yeah pure yeah. hot trashy <laughs> garbage <laughs> maybe like maybe September 11th maybe it like reemerged as like a, uh, you know a summit because I think there was a real be. push for like very sentimental esque songs yeah. like beautiful day U two and yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another corny YouTube one that was played a lot. So maybe pe- people were just like, man, I really need hanging by a moment. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't even, I can't like hear that in my head. I don't know how it goes. We'd- hanging by a moment. <laughs> hanging by a moment. Hey, Bob, would you say, it's been a while? <laughs> it has. <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, it's my pick. I think here uh, we have interesting events and movies, and let's just do movies. Uh, what a year, folks! Yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna have to shut me up. Uh, okay, there's there there. <laughs> I I would say my top six here could all have contended for my favorite. Um. Oh, okay. really? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit more extreme than I'd go, but hmm. okay. Well, I can't wait. Of course, we know your movie choices are suspect after um, what? Uh, Best in Show being number three. Oh my! Oh, okay. Can I weigh in? Can I weigh in? Andrew, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I've heard. Oh, I've heard. I'm just, I think you need your busy bee. <laughs> I've heard from some people on this, and I feel absolutely vindicated. <laughs> Best in shows a masterpiece. All right, all right. <laughs> Maybe I just don't get it. You know. Yeah, it's it's a real it's a real life house thing. I you know like you just <laughs> sure. Yeah, you either get it yeah, or you don't. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I well, I'm interested to see what you do here. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like there's two here I could see you going with. So, um. This was, yeah, this was very tough. And I'm even surprised at my own pick, Mm -hmm. but I decided on Fellowship of the Ring. Ah, this is the one ring 
forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? You're the, um, the first Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah. I think it might be my favorite of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, really incredible when it came out. Like, it, I mean, before this, um, there was really no fantasy movie that... Ha- I mean, this was a leap forward yeah. for fantasy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as Neil uh, Armstrong would say, you know, like, <laughs> a small yeah, step yeah. for man, a giant <laughs> leap for man. Um, but I, I just love seeing like the journey beginning and you get to see the Shire at the beginning and, um, it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like everything is waiting for them after this one. Um, so I, it, it was amazing start to this series. Uh, it feels so good. I just had to give it credit. Yeah. I, it's one of those rare movies that when it came out, I think people acknowledge that it was a masterpiece and it like hasn't, it hasn't wavered at all. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it holds its place as, as a all time Epic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and brilliant casting in that movie. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. everybody is so Didn't perfectly me? cast. Yeah. Plus uh, Peter Jackson, like who right. could have possibly guessed that oh this could have come out of him. A, I mean, I, I, insane that, 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 new that new line cinemas would gamble not just like not that they just made the first one but it's like you know what we'll let you make all three at the same time for hundreds of millions of dollars in new zealand like what a gamble yeah yeah this guy this freaking horror movie like uh i can't remember he came out with something else dead alive like yeah, yeah, yeah. Very weird, just bizarre. Um, but so good. It, what you know, what did he like, make before that? What was it? He made like really, um, kind of, <laughs> almost not even B level, like C level horror films. <laughs> um, his most famous is probably um, Dead Alive, uh, and Dead Alive Two, uh, which I prefer Dead Alive Two. It's absolutely gnarly. Um. But he made he made a lot of little stuff like that. He also, I believe, made the Frighteners. Oh yeah, Frighteners. I love with the uh, Frighteners. with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, that. But it's like that's it. Yeah, there know? wasn't there wasn't much more. There there was a few other like indie horror films, but yeah, yes, that was it. Yeah. Like to to. Although you know what, that's become kind of in vogue uh, because it feels like that's what Marvel's doing is like there's these indie filmmakers who like get a hit, and then they yeah. recruit them to come on. And pretty much take over. Like the guy who pretty much runs the Spider Man franchise right now, he had like a really, I love the movie. It's kind of this cool small indie movie called Cop Car. Um, and they're like, why don't you just come and make Spider Man now? So, like, <laughs> I, and same thing with Jurassic World, like Colin Trevorrow made Safety Not Guaranteed. So, I, I think like uh, there's may, maybe there's this like idea of like, okay, if you see potential, you could probably yeah, hire him yeah. cheap to do <laughs> something huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he did do uh, Heavenly Creatures. That's probably uh, yeah. like, it's a pretty uh, critically acclaimed yeah. movie. That might have been part of, played some part in it. You know? Right, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite movie of 2001, Bob? 
Uh, mine was Ocean's Eleven. It's never been done before. What's the target? When was the last time you were in Vegas? You want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? Vegas, huh? Vegas. Vegas. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. Casino security cannot be beaten. You're out of your minds. Exactly. <laughs> you are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling a job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. You're gonna need a crew as nuts as you are. Who do you got in mind? Ah. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, just... I went back and forth with a couple of things, a couple of movies for, for my favorite, but I just picked this solely on, I've probably seen it the most by a country mile. Um, just so George Clooney and Brad Pitt are just, they're so cool. And whenever you're <laughs> 15 and you see something like that, you're very drawn to that. So um, that I really like heist stuff. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack I thought was fantastic. Um, yeah, just totally, totally into it from the very beginning. Um, it also got me into like, like I wanted to read books about like heists like this. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. And then I, from there, I kind of got into reading about like art theft and there was a time where I really wanted to go uh, work for the FBI on their art theft team. But there's like, there's like six people on that team in the country. And so I kind of said, forget uh, it. <laughs> Probably not going to get in there, but, but yeah, Ocean's 11 is really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those, it's a uh, rare movie that puts a lot of people in it. It's like a big budget summer movie and it turned out awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I loved it. It's it's a uh, highly highly rewatchable. Like anytime it's yeah. on, it's one of those movies that I get immediately sucked into. It's like got a it, the pacing of it is just breakneck. Yes. Uh, definitely my favorite Steven Soderbergh and um, yeah, yeah, well, super close attention to detail yes. throughout it. Yes, uh, um, it's really good. Yeah, and it's really funny. Like it's it's a actually yeah. like a good comedy too. So um, yeah, that was one I. It's in my, it's in that top six I was talking about, um, <laughs> but it, it ultimately didn't make it, but, uh, to my favorite, but, um, yes, love oceans 11. Really, really great. Uh, my favorite movie of 2001, of course, Lord of the Rings fellowship. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, this was a movie that I, I remember the film experience of like almost like being pushed back in my chair. I was so enthralled, <laughs> like couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, and then immediately going back that same week and seeing it again and probably again. Um, and my dad loved it too. So like usually on this podcast, I've talked a lot about going to movies with my mom because my mom loved going to movies and she'd go see anything and I'd go see anything. Um, but this was a movie that I remember my dad being um, like just really, really excited for and my dad is a tough critic. Like it, it doesn't matter. He could love the movie. And when it's over, he'd be like, well, the part where this happened didn't make any sense. And it's like, dad, did you like it? Well, yeah, but like, it just didn't make any sense. Um, but, uh, this was something he really, really looked forward to. And so like, because they released them once every year for three years, it was like event viewing. Like we went opening yeah. day, like, he was excited. I was excited. So it holds a very a special fondness for me in that in that respect. Um, I actually asked my dad a couple months ago, like, 
hey, what are your favorite movies? Because, like, you know, not that he's about to die or anything, but, like, I kind of just want to start knowing this stuff so I have it. Yeah. So he started just listening to him, and I was, like, kind of just taking notes on my iPhone, unbeknownst to him. And, uh, yeah, the Lord, of the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is in the top ten, so. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and it's a mo- it's a, it's a Christmas Eve kind of movie. Every I, For some reason, in the winter, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so some years I'll do the whole trilogy, but at the very least, I almost always uh, do Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, it was also Mike and Patrick's pick. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had a similar uh, connection with my dad over this. Yeah. Like he was taught. These were some of he wasn't like a big reader growing mm. up, but these were like some of the only books that he read like over and over again and um, got me into them when I was younger. And uh, yeah, it was a big deal when yeah. this happened. Yeah. Like, so cool. So, close call. Uh, yeah, my official close call is the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone knows Custer died at Little Bighorn. What this book presupposes is maybe he didn't. Let me ask you something. Why would a review make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? I don't. You, you didn't even have to think about it, did you? I just don't use that word lightly. I have to go, Eli. Um, love Wes Anderson. This one, uh, I, I, this might have been the first Wes Anderson that I saw. Yeah. Um, and anyway, just great movie. I mean, obviously he has a very particular style, and this was kind of like the the first one that the style had kind of completely solidified, I feel like. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, just a weird... Uh, kind of, like, just a weird in the best kind of way. Like, it's so much the person who's making it that, like, um, you know, <laughs> no one else could have yeah. made this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a master um, at that. Like, yeah, yeah they're undeniably his yeah um never seen just oh man yeah very like hilarious and really emotional too at different times and it's man it it, it's just like a a view a real viewing experience you know like especially for a more like a closer to independent type movie um it feels like god that was good like just it's hard to even describe like if describing it won't do it justice because it'll just sound boring and so much of it is like just in the characters and like what's happening and how it looks so yeah Um, in the music oh for sure i i mean i love this movie i love i love wes anderson um you're right there are some like (laughs) in fact uh the moment at the end with ben stiller uh oh you know, I'll just use the quote, which is, I've had a rough year, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> almost every, I mean, almost every time it makes me choke up. Like, <laughs> I don't cry much yeah, during movies, yeah, but, like, it's... Holy cow. Um, yes. Especially after you've, like, gone through the whole movie. And yeah. And, like, that moment. It's it, re- it's a really high energy and, like... Yes. Uh, uh, it, yeah. It's yeah. really great. Well, this is also in my top six. Uh 
it's uh it was tied for our most popular pick. Um, oh, Clayton oh, picked it, Jordan picked it, and Miguel picked Royal Tenenbaums. This is also a movie when I was <laughs> so somehow I had already was into Wes Anderson, and when this movie came out, I remember it got really good reviews. And so my parents were talking about going to see a movie with their friends. And I was like, hey, <laughs> the Royal Tenenbaums got really good reviews. You should go see it. And so I don't know why they listened to me, but they did. <laughs> they went and saw it. And then they came home and they were like, that was the worst movie we have ever seen. Like, we're never listening to you again. And it's still a joke. So, like, recently I went to go see Top Gun Maverick with my dad, uh, which, by the way, Top Gun Maverick kicks uh no problems with it at all super fun although there are some like moments in the movie that are so corny like so corny so i kind of kept chuckling you know like i cannot believe how corny this is and then at one point my dad (laughs) my dad leaned over and went shut up you like royal tenenbaums (laughs) Uh, yeah In my house now, if I recommend a movie and like people actually follow up on it, yeah. they just literally refer to it as a Joey movie. It's like and my sister would be like, Oh, did you like that movie? They're like, Oh, it was a Joey movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> so Royal Tenenbaum's still relevant in uh, my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh close call close call, Bob. Oh, it's me? Yes. Um, my close call is Not Another Teen Movie. Wow. That's a fun one. I'm going to pick the most hopeless girl at this school, and I'm going to bet that you can't turn her into prom queen. You're on. And I'll bet you that you lose that bet. But in doing so, you learn a much more valuable lesson and win. In life, that is. Huh. You're both on. All right. Let's find you a prom queen, mister. Let's find me a prom queen. <laughs> what about her? So baby's got a little back. Punch, that is. Ah, way too easy. Okay. I have no pigments. Any girl with a guitar is hot. I need sunscreen. Granted, she's a hippie albino. She could no still be prom queen. Okay. What about the Patelli sister? So they're slightly disfigured and connected at the head. But combined, those two make up one pretty decent chick. Yeah, I do. I know you would, Reggie Ray. But no, I'm looking for somebody who's really messed up. I'm talking about a real shit bomb. Oh, well, bombs away. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyone but her, not Janie Briggs. Oh, guys, she's got glasses and a ponytail. Oh, look at that. She's got paint on her overalls. What is that? Are you sure? It didn't sound like it. <laughs> what? No, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. That's I, not I love my it. favorite, but. Um, just, I mean, all I can say, it's such a, you know, it's stupid. It's silly. <laughs> the only thing I can say about it, I mean, it does a great job as a takedown of like, maybe not a takedown, but a parody of like 80s yeah. and early 90s or 80s and 2000 teen drama comedy movies. I love it. The movie cracks me up. Oh, I'm I'm very fond of it. Um, I would actually argue, uh, no, not argue. I will proclaim that 2001 is the best year ever for stupid movies. Um, hmm. Okay. I that feels could be like right. an accurate statement. Um. I, I 
yeah, I'll follow it up in a little bit here just to drive it home. But yes, but like mm-hmm. stupid in the best way, like stupid yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that is so, I, again, I don't think any of these movies would be made now. So um, yeah. good one. Good one. Uh, my definitive close call is a movie I could watch at any moment, any day. Uh, that is Wet Hot American Summer. You guys, I'm really going to miss this place. Me too. Hey, let's all promise that in 10 years from today, we'll meet again and we'll see what kind of people we've blossomed into. Yeah! What time you want to meet? You mean 10 years from now? Yeah. Let's meet in the morning so we can make a day of it. Okay, so what is it? Is it like 9 or 9.30? Well, let's say 9. That way we can be here by 9.30. Well, no, why don't we say 9.30 and then make it your beeswax to be here at 9.30? I mean, we're all going to be in our late 20s by then. I just don't see any reason why we can't be places on time. Okay, then. Settled. 9.30 it is. All agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. yeah. Great, because I have something at 11. Talking endlessly quotable, um, you got, of course, a great cast, uh, Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Michael Showalter, um, Bradley Cooper, um, just, just, uh, uh, Janine Garofalo is amazing. Uh, what's his name from, uh, Frasier? Um, (laughs) David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce is amazing in it. Uh, this is a movie about, um, high, uh, a summer camp run by high schoolers where all the high schoolers are played by like 25, 30 year olds, um, <laughs> who are, look nothing like high schoolers. And it is just so funny. They've made Netflix spinoff series that are actually prequels where the cast are even older. They're like 45. In it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it is just so silly. So funny. Um, shout out to David Wayne uh, from Shaker Heights, not too far from us, yeah. as mentioned. Uh, he directed this uh, and I think co-wrote it. Um, yeah, Andrew, what had American Summer? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I uh, not as much as you, I guess. Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to assume. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like when we were talking about what time we were going to start recording. Um, when you sent me the message, it was like, how about 6.30? In my head, I said, I'll make it my beeswax to be there at 6.30. <laughs> and yeah, it's this, what, that movie, same deal. It's just always in my head, always. Why don't we say 6.30? <laughs> right. I don't know. I'll have to check my schedule. Um, yes, this was also Kev's pick. Um, I just, I can't recommend it enough. Uh makes me like cry i'm laughing so hard um other movies uh i, I mean i have a huge list here so yeah, uh, other too. stuff uh yeah i'll name some um donnie darko yep love it bizarre awesome uh hannibal i think um i like more than people in general seem to like it uh it's the silence of the lamps um sequel it's not amazing, but anyway, uh, saving Silverman. Oh my gosh, J- amazing! Uh, Joe Dirt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Freddie got fingered. Yep. Um, Black Knight. Black uh, <laughs> Shrek. Um, the Animal. Pootie Tang. The Animal. Rat. Yeah, uh, Rob with, Schneider. With Rob Schneider. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, rat Race. Yeah. Uh, Bubble Boy. Yeah. 
Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this horror movie that Joyride. You probably don't even know it, but uh, Steve Zahn. This was oh, uh, part gosh. of the Zahnessance. The Zahnessance. <laughs> oh, just, I mean, uh, yeah. We've talked about it before, but he should be in everything. Yeah. Um, Corky Romano. Uh, oh. Mulholland Drive. Um, and uh, 13 Ghosts. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if we mentioned Harry Potter, but. Sure. First Harry Potter. (laughs) Excuse you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Any others, Bob? Yeah, you mentioned like almost all of the ones I had on my list, but I don't know if you mentioned Training Day. um, Mm, Yeah. The Mummy Returns, which. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I know Joe hates that. (laughs) Yeah, I love them. I know they're bad. But you know, I can't, I can't look away. And the same goes for this next one, the Fast and the Furious. Mm. I mean, look at the work they have done on that over the last <laughs> twenty years. Um, <laughs> look at the work you said. <laughs> I mean, it's they started with you know, undercover cop R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. And the last movie they they went to space, man. They were in space. <laughs> so. Go all the, 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 the power of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Honestly, you know, they started very simple. They moved across the country. They went the other, all over the world. And they said, there's only one other place to go. And that was straight <laughs> up. Straight in space. <laughs> um, but like, I guess like a second close call would be Mulholland Drive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I say that. I, I think kind of understand what's going on in it but it's just it's so weird it's odd i used to be afraid to watch it because i think i saw a racer head way too young and mm-hmm. i knew it was david lynch and <laughs> i was just i stayed away from everything david lynch because i scared easily when i was younger um and in a lot of ways like it felt like again being cynical at 15 it felt like it Mulholland drive or Twin Peaks or whatever was just like someone making a bunch of kind of like nonsense and putting it in front of a camera and calling it a movie. But then like, as he got, I got older and like really watched it and tried to figure it out and realized that that wasn't the case at all. Everything yeah. has, well, most things have a meaning um, yeah. in his movies. And it was just, I really grew to enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. sure. No doubt. Um, well, you guys name most of the stupid movies. Um, so, so, again, just to argue that this is easily the best year. And I'll put Wet Hot American Summer in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Zoolander, epic, like, amazingly yeah. stupid, but so amazing, too. Um, Super Troopers. Uh, we have Rat Race, Scary Movie 2, Saving Silverman, Bubble Boy, Joe Dirt, um, Evolution, the David Duchovny classic. <laughs> Pootie Tang, holy cow. Uh, Freddy Got Fingered, American Pie 2, Jay and Bob Strike Back, um, Black Knight, The Animal, Corky Romano. I mean, you're just, you're not going to yeah, get a better yeah. year for stupid movies, folks. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I was mentioning my top uh, six. I, 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 
I'm going to do my top eight. Um, so Monsters, Inc., about one of my favorite Pixar movies. Oh. I love it. Number eight, uh, okay. also Zach's favorite. Seven, uh, very underrated horror movie, in my opinion. Not even a horror movie. It's like a vibe movie. Uh, Nicole Kidman and the others. Hmm. I love that movie. Number six, I think the most underrated Coen Brothers movie in their filmography, mm-hmm. The Man Who Wasn't There. Uh, which is a black and white Billy Bob Thornton film, which is just wonderful. Um, number five, Zoolander, one of my favorite comedies. Yeah. Uh, number four. You know, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Just while you're on Zoolander, real quick. Yeah. Um, something I think of often for some reason still is uh, him saying like, "You'll be able to be with all the beautiful people," and they're like panning between people, and the last one is Gary Shandling. <laughs> <laughs> somehow that just cracked me yes so uh, good oh my goodness what a year for owen wilson too with royal yeah. tenenbaums yeah really yeah uh number four is royal tenenbaums my number three was oceans nice. 11 um nice. yeah uh to sh- to shout out what some people picked um yeah. let me see here who I haven't mentioned uh michael picked harry potter in the chamber of secrets which was my number nine mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Wilson picked uh, my number 11, Super Troopers. Uh, Nostalgia Lodian picked number 14, Scary Movie 2, Chris Elliott, Small Hands. Unbelievable. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Scary Movie 2. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my number 15, Saving Silverman, was picked by Richie. Uh, my number 17, Joe Dirt, was picked by Justin. Uh Number 19, Training Day, was picked by Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else we got here? So, uh, Mulholland Drive was picked by James and Logan. Awesome. Uh, Legally Blonde, another stupid comedy. Oh, uh, Legally Blonde, yeah. picked by Emily. Uh, A Knight's Tale, picked by Shay and Colin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Shay said her Ferguson is Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> sure. <I> mean... <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Uh, Katie picked Barbie in the Nutcracker. Do you, well, I don't know that one. It might have been a like straight video type. Thing. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Corey picked American Pie 2. Joe picked Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Heather picked oh. Serendipity. Tim picked The Devil's Backbone. Um, Mark picked Jay and Bob Strike Back. Uh, Sid and Adam picked How High. And tied, uh, or uh, excuse me, hold on. Uh, Vaughn picked Ghost World, um, and then tied for our most popular pick of Royal Tenenbaums was in fact Amelie, um, picked by Allie, Nikki, and Candace. Uh, picked the. What uh, is that movie? Yeah, it's one of those movies that I never saw. Uh, I watched it in film class in college. Uh, it's a French film, um, and I don't remember much more besides that. I remember she's. <laughs> uh yeah i don't remember much besides that uh it's about a girl uh she i feel like there's like a train station or something i'm so sorry Allie, nikki and candace uh, <laughs> um i mean we got the gist girl yeah train. Girl, girl french train amelie uh, i two of the three of those may be wrong um uh yeah it's been a while it's been a while uh uh ferguson um, yeah, this is a rare, I decided not to do this, but in this case, I'm making an exception uh, that my Ferguson, I haven't seen the entire thing. Oh no. Um, K-Pax. 
Oh, no. I have zero interest in this movie. No. <laughs> Andrew, the produce. It's the dumbest looking movie. Yeah, I, I know it. <laughs> the produce alone. <laughs> you never finished it? That's what he'd it? like me to believe, but no, no. Okay. It's it's not that great. Yeah. It's not that great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pl- um, plus, you know, Kevin Spacey. Get out of here. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did also just want to mention, though, um, Memento came out this year. Mm, um, okay. One of those movies that everybody seems to love, but I just was like kind of middling on it. No, it's fine. That's, right. Yeah, that's how I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just wanted to mention probably like the definitive Ferguson, but I've never seen it. It's called On the Line and it's starring Lance ba- Bass and Joey Fatone. <laughs> um, it just looks like the worst. Um, so yeah. there you have They're it. cashing in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. They had to. Yeah. yeah. Ferguson, Bob? Yeah. Um, definitive is, and I just, I've only seen this one time, and it was like two weeks ago. And I was very happy to see that it came up in 2001 because it's an easy definitive Ferguson. That's Tomb Raider. Uh, it's just bad, and it looks bad, and just crap. But um, I have some bad news for you guys. Before Uh-oh. that I realized that that was the definitive, my... <laughs> Ferguson was going to be Lord of the Rings. Um, Whoa! Fellowship of the Rings. Wow. Um, Dang! Like, what's <laughs> what's it like to be that wrong? So, <laughs> well, hear me out here. Um, I read all the books in college or in high school um, and loved them. Um, and then when the movie, it's like the movies were going to come out, I was so excited. And if my friends from high school listen to this. Um, they're going to remember this because I dragged them to the theaters like hours early to get good seats to see these movies. And I really, really liked them when I was in high school. Um, just was just totally enamored with it. And then there was one day, this was, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago. I was home. I wasn't sick anymore because when I tell this story, people say, well, maybe it was because you were sick. I wasn't sick. I was like recovering. I was good. And it was like on TNT, all three director's cuts of all three of the movies are on. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. I want to watch them. And I sat there and after like an hour of Fellowship of the Ring, I was like, I can't do this. I can't watch this anymore. And I found myself identifying with Randall and Clerks 2. And he was like, <laughs> all it is is people walking. And then he, the second one or the third one, he's walking and he throws a ring into the, you know, the lava. And it was just like, I can't do it. I can't get into it. That said, listening to your impassioned like discussion about why you guys like it so much, I might have to, to try them again because um, I haven't seen them in a long time because they were just, I just found them so boring yeah. that one day when I was watching it. If you, were on, if you were on the fence about it, I definitely would not recommend the director's cut. Um, you, know, yeah, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't do that. Yeah today yeah i have all the dvds too like i bought them because i was so into it um so yeah okay also uh, mean... also vanilla sky um <laughs> i don't remember much other than just i, I just hated it so. <laughs> wow okay i mean yeah that i can understand what you're saying um uh my ferguson i feel like is a pretty safe bet uh, it's not come up, but I think people hate it, and they should hate it because it's just real garbage, uh, which is Shallow Hell. 
Um, oh. This was a movie oh. I saw in the theater. It's not charming at all. Uh, it's just a, it's just a dud. It's it's a it's not a funny movie. Uh, it's it's um I think it's trying to like make an enlightened point, but it's really yeah. it's making fun of the thing it's doing. And like Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit is not good. And uh, yeah, I didn't. The only thing I liked about it, the only thing I liked about it, which you know it's a Ferguson, so. You know, there can be little things, but uh, Jason Alexander and his dog tail yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, otherwise, I just didn't I didn't laugh like it, that's the problem. Like, I didn't laugh very much. <laughs> Number one movie, Andrew. Um, yeah, I've got it. Is it Lord of the Rings? No. What? Surprisingly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Harry Potter. Yeah. OK. OK. Sure. Yeah. Which which uh, <laughs> despite Bob's misgivings. I love the talk about Christmas time. Harry Potter movies <laughs> at Christmas time. John Williams. Yeah, I mean they're good. They're good to get the children to sleep. No, no, no. John Williams <laughs> score it, like gets my blood boiling. Like, like, <laughs> blood boiling. <laughs> like ready to go. Had, I don't know. I've never, had Hagrid's theme. Oh, <laughs> folks. I've never. I've tried two or three times. I've never made it to Hogwarts. So. Mm. Maybe it's maybe maybe you're just not an epics guy. You know what I mean? It's mm. no, it's like fantasy stuff. Like uh, I'm not into that kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I no. Yeah, like with Star Trek, and it seems like maybe that's just not. Well, yeah. I, but see, I like Star Wars for the mm. most part. I like that. Um, I really like like the comic book movies, but. I don't know. They spent like 15 minutes picking out a wand, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so important. <laughs> All right, guys, let's close it out with interesting yeah. events. Yeah. Um, my number one event Wikipedia launches and changes the world. Amen. I'm I'm just gonna jump um, in. It's, it's, it's mine. So it's good. mine too. It's mine too. Mine oh, too. Nice. Crazy. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, for, um, literally incredible that this yes. exists. Uh, this is like the classic sci-fi thing that they used to have all the time, yes. of like people having a small. <laughs> thing that holds all the information in the world right. like this is it yeah, we're living yeah. with it it's, yeah. it's crazy it's free it's yeah it's yeah. it's pretty well monitored despite it's what somehow you... it somehow still hasn't been uh like screwed up somehow yeah. like by right yeah it's it's amazing it is great an incredible uh, incredible tool yeah i can't it's i was just thinking today like I could not imagine going to the library and like having to search every little thing, you know, <laughs> just a nightmare. <laughs> How did they do it? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I told you at the beginning, I said that like, I don't know how it happened, but I started researching like books from 2001 and ended up on a planet 44 million. It would take 44 <laughs> million years to get to like, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. It would take us, it might take me a week to like to come up with this list for this episode if I had to go to the library and like search for all this stuff. Definitely take forever. Yeah. Um. Well, the most visited uh, Wikipedia page is Shinzo hmm. Shinzo Abe. Huh. Which is weird. The most he just got assassinated, right? 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Um, and the most edited, the most edited Wikipedia page, it's a president. <laughs> Trump or Biden? Nope. Wow. George Washington. It's relevant to this year. Uh, George oh, Bush. Too. Yeah. George W. Bush is the most huh. edited Wikipedia page. And uh, well, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> could go on for a while uh yeah wikipedia so important uh, also clayton yeah. and jordan's pick um nice. so cool fantastic good i was skeptical um, about making that much <laughs> glad like everyone else did too it makes me feel yeah good. yeah yeah there's a lot of yeah it felt like it, it could be underwhelming but there's a lot of downer stuff this year so this this felt like a yeah. good one yeah for sure um close call yeah my close call is the nasa's near shoemaker launched in 1996 mm becomes the first spacecraft to land on an asteroid. Yeah, really cool. Seemed pretty important. Yeah. Pretty big leap forward. Yeah. Did they ever they ever like say if they found something valuable from the asteroid? Like uh valuable um, information. I didn't look that deep into it actually, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I mean I I love a good space development. It just seemed cool. Yeah. 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 Andrew all- all the world's information is at your fingertips. We just discussed this. It's true. It's true. <laughs> if only there was a way. Yeah. Uh, Bob, close call. Well, I saw the your satellite and asteroid, and I raised you the <laughs> the iPod being released. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, that yeah. was great. Definitely a game changer. I didn't have a first generation iPod, um, but I had yeah. I had a Nano, and that's what I used. Uh, bopping around London, listening yeah. to Strokes, but yeah, nice. really big deal. Changed yeah. the game, big time. Absolutely, time. incredible. Um, kind of connected. I went with the advent of iTunes. Um, mm. as someone who obsesses over mixes and playlists, you know, pre Spotify, and even that took like five years of Chris telling me like why aren't you <laughs> using Spotify? Um iTunes was like my outlet. Like I love making mixes for people. Um, you know, I'd make like Joey's jams. Um, and then (laughs) for example, for example, I love naming mixes. Um, usually they have very personal stories. So like, you know, for, for my loved one, even up until this year, I'm still making CD mixes. Uh, and I just, yeah, I love doing. I think a mix is so powerful, so meaningful, and can really yeah. brighten someone's day. Now, the access to CD players <laughs> has really changed. Uh, cars, uh. right? Like cars, sure. Uh, yeah, hardly absolutely. have them anymore. Um, uh, last year, when I was getting a, uh, in the market for a car, I asked about CD players, and the guy like openly laughed at me. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, anyway, iTunes really, really up until like two years ago was my stomping ground, my, my library of music, which is pretty large. And, um, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny about CDs. Uh, I just hung out with our, uh, mine enjoys mutual friend, Dan, um, recent yesterday and, went to uh, half price books yeah and he went straight for the cd section so i was making fun of him for that. <laughs> <laughs> can you find anything 
Oh yeah, he got like four CDs. Wow, cool! <laughs> I just bought some CDs from Half Price Books the other week. Here we go! Whoa. We're bringing CDs <laughs> yeah. back, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's time. What the hell? Yeah, the hell? they sound good. Like, yeah. there's no problem with the sound. You can call them whatever you want to call them if you burn them. Yeah, I mean, also like we've lost, or I've lost, um, like the album sort of as a medium mm. um, without CDs. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can listen to an album, but it's not quite the same. For sure. Um, can I request one? You want to mix for me? Yeah. N- nobody likes my music. Okay. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> uh, Good point. You tell me, point. you tell me what vibe you want and I can do it. I mean, like I can make a mean dance mix, like feel good dance mix i can also depress the hell out of you if you want he loves making mixes but no one likes listening to them well that's (laughs) not true i have i have someone in my (laughs) life who values them deeply do they really brighten anyone's day yes yes (laughs) they do (laughs) um and it's like a really good way to occupy your mind because you're always searching Mm. for like a new song right like i'm not like going through old stuff all the time i'm like what's new what's cool do make uh mixes like as i'm writing for like the books that i'm writing Mm. um yeah just whatever fits like that you know yeah yeah for sure Um, it could be useful yes absolutely uh okay ferguson for the year 2001 yeah, I mean, I had to pick the uh, World Trade Center right. attacks and just like by extension, all the stuff that came out of that, yeah. um, uh, which most of which was bad. Um, just like, and that's uh, one of those things that similar to COVID recently, it was like the world before this and now the world after this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a whole nightmare yeah i mean i remember uh that day i hung out at your house like specifically after school my mom's like i don't care what you do today like <laughs> so i'm like all right i'm just gonna go to andrews <laughs> and like uh it, it, yeah and i feel like the processing has never stopped right like it's um yeah. when the anniversary comes around or anytime you see footage like I, yeah i think we were in that age range where it's like probably psychologically something that uh, altered us whether we knew it or not oh yeah uh bob, bob okay yeah um obviously a definitive ferguson but um i'm gonna say something else besides that because yeah obviously but um joey i'm sorry um my ferguson would be the itunes being launched um <laughs> and not because like i appreciate it for all of the things that it, it did but it was just maybe it was just my computer <laughs> But it was the clunkiest, slowest, most <laughs> difficult to use, worthless piece of crap software I've ever used in my life. Bob, uh, Bob, it was your computer. <laughs> I have it on my. I'm looking at it right now. It works. Still using uh, it. works like silk, baby. Wow. Still using the first, uh, first iteration. No, no, of no. The no, no. I mean, I don't use it all the time, but I certainly like. I'm still organized some music. I, Spotify is the main way, but like, you know, when I. When I want to get my hands dirty, it's there for me. <laughs> Didn't they stop um, updating it or whatever? I don't know. They stopped making GameCube, but here we are. 
I mean, that was just an honest. <laughs> I, I I don't know the answer. Um, well, uh, Emily, Joe, Mike, and Logan, and Shay all mentioned uh, 9-11 or the war on terror. Uh, that's yeah. that's mine too. Um, you know, just not great. Uh, other yeah. others uh, that year, uh, the summer of the shark. Uh, yeah. there was like a lot of fatalities that summer from shark attacks. Yeah, I remember that. Holy cow, that's exciting! I also noted that George Harrison died. Uh, uh very yeah. big bummer. Uh, Heather mentioned Brittany and Justin wear denim. Uh, <laughs> Mark and Allie mentioned WWF is purchased by uh, purchases WCW. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Sid says, "Rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt." Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Brett Wilson mentioned that the Leaning Tower reopened after eleven years, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. Uh, Justin graduated from high school. Congrats, Justin! <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, I really, I really like this one. Richie mentioned uh, that the first creepy pasta story, um, oh. Ted the caver is published on a angel fire website (laughs) you ever get into creepypasta not really i mean i read a couple yeah i read that i read that zelda one oh i haven't seen that did you ever ever read that ben drowned or something no um did it have something to do with like the actual game yeah um maybe it's not the ben drowned one yeah, something okay yeah it's like yeah like there was a save file or something yeah something weird and maybe you get like sucked into the game or something. Yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> i remember being like really i think when i read it i didn't realize it was uh like fake yeah, like, what yeah. is hat what am i reading <laughs> changed your life um, sure, I will yeah. say creepy pasta inspired a great, great show that nobody watched called channel zero. Um, oh. which, uh, I yeah, I, I still have only seen the first season, I think. Oh no. Second season. Yeah. yeah. I, I gotta finish. Yeah. Uh, Quincy mentioned downtown Disney opens. Uh, I love oh. this one. I didn't know about it. Uh, it's a British story, but Vaughn mentioned Major Charles Ingram cheated on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire by using <laughs> coughing signals. <laughs> I did read about this. <laughs> yeah, he had won the million and they stripped him of it. Pretty good. I mean, pretty good attempt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, I admire it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alan Iverson uh, winning the NBA MVP from Josh. He says trying to keep the positive. Uh, Zach mentions the introduction of Adult Swim. Yeah, I love it. Uh, James says, you know, as an 11-year-old, Aaliyah dying was so sad, which uh, for sure. Mm. And then, of course, on top of all the other stuff, the sharks and uh, everything else, um, Corey mentioned the anthrax attacks, which was, like, very scary. I remember being, like, you know, the male, like, oh, great, now the male's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's all we need. All, that's all we need. Scary. I was going to say, let, let's keep layering it on. Was that, is this the same year as those guys that drove around Washington, D.C. and was like, were sniping people out of the back of the car? I think that's two years later. Yeah. Two okay. years later. But yes, also not great. Yeah, the D.C. snipers, they were like setting up on bridges. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, okay. Well, that's interesting events. So you ready for your yeah. sports recap? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget. I mean, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, well, I remember the World Series being so dramatic because it was played a month after September 11th, and the Yankees mm-hmm. made it. So obviously, everybody for once, everybody was actually pooling oh. for the Yankees. Uh, and it went seven games, but the Yankees lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, yeah. like at the very last moment, like in the ninth inning. I was like, I, I wonder if, I, like, it has to be the only World Series where the other team's like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I guess we won. Um, but at what cost? Uh, the NBA Finals is won by the. Los Angeles Lakers over the Philadelphia 76ers, four games to one. Uh, the Super Bowl is won by the garbage Baltimore Ravens over the New York Giants, 34 to seven. And finally, the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, four games to three, over the New Jersey Devils. Hmm. And that's... They won it again. Oh, go ahead. They won it again this year, like however many 21 years later avalanche uh-huh. yep oh cool they were our uh we have like a minor league team in cleveland and for a very long time we were there uh yeah that we were there affiliate. yeah affiliate yeah. yeah um cool well guys that's a little bit about Oof. 2001 i think we've learned a lot about each other here sure absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it was a long year yeah um yeah, I'm, I'm happy we didn't dwell too much in the negative. Uh, I think we've pointed out a lot of the positive, whether it be stained or uh, <laughs> the silly comedies of uh, the time. Uh, yeah, fun year. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what are we up to next? Uh, next time we're talking cheeseburgers in paradise, Ew. also known as donkey lips and sponge way in. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. I cannot wait. <laughs> both. Hey, salute your shorts, of course. Yeah, salute your shorts. Both are... It's one of the rare episodes where I like both titles. Yeah, agreed. I was trying to pick which one, but uh, yeah, they're both good. Uh, Donkey Lips and Sponge Weigh-In is probably more descriptive as far as people being like knowing which one yeah. we're talking about, but Cheeseburgers in Paradise is a <laughs> cool title. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> like what, uh, like a title where like us naming the episode feels fruitless. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it will be Yeah, fun. that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Always fun. And, you know, it's summer. You, you got you to gotta do oh, yeah. one salute your shorts in the summer. Yes. Yeah. Right in the middle of summer. Mm, yes. Uh, so that'll be good. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And you can hear us on Apple iTunes Podcast. <laughs> I would just skip that. I would use any of the other methods. Okay, so you could also go to Podbean or use this new fandangled Spotify. Um, and you can leave us a review uh, on Spotify or iTunes. That's really nice. That helps other people find us. Um, and uh, speaking of helpful and sometimes nice, Bob, thank you. Sometimes. Please, okay. <laughs> well, you well. you came you came for my throat on uh, Lord of the Rings and uh, countless other things. I said I would give it another chance. <laughs> but will you? That's where I, but, that's where I landed. But yeah. will you? 
for sure. Okay, then never mind. I take it back. Super helpful. Super nice. Uh, <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Seriously. Uh, yeah, that was a great episode. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Every time I do one of these, I think, well, that's got to be the last time. <laughs> you might be uh, right this time, Bob. Uh, well, <laughs> I take it all back. Number one movie, Lord of the Rings, uh, baby. Yeah, Bob. Bob will be back. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we hope to see all of you space cowboys next time. Oh, it's been a while since I could look at myself straight. And it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. And it's been a while since I've seen the way the candles light your face. And it's been a while, but I can still remember just the way you taste and everything I can remember. W-A-R-T, Ward Radio, Wellsville. Do you mind if I uh, took a pause? No, no, no. Oh, you know what? I will too while we're at it. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll just sit here. Great. <laughs>